0: Happy, Happy New Year, everyone! Before we get into the first episode of the new decade, I want to direct your attention to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. Select the reward tier that works for you, and slide on in to the Thunderbuns of Hot Dog Club. You'll see all the options on the page, but for a quick rundown, for $5 a month you get all the full-length bonus episodes. And for $7 a month, well, you get all those full-length bonus episodes plus all the full-length full of hijinks, listener questions episodes, but the most exquisite and rewarding option of course is the $10 option. Because for that, not only do you get all those bonus episodes, all those listener questions episodes, you get all of the movie clubs. Most recently, Hot Dog Club enjoyed a 90-minute episode on Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead with Alaska Thunder Funds and two and a half hours on Drop Dead Gorgeous with Trixie Mattel. Coming up very soon, Heathers with Peaches Christ and two movie clubs with Willem. That'll be for Casino and A Star is Born. And of course, by joining Hot Dog Club, well, you help to support this show. So head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and friends Now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's get into this episode.
1: A Russian ballerina, stopping on a bureaucrat. A perky suburban housewife, who just got into scats. It's whimsically volatile.
0: We are talking to the wonderful goth Charlotte. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for... <laughs> um, being on the show, I'm so happy we can make this happen.
2: Thanks, me too.
0: Yeah, I was uh, in Vegas. I am in Vegas, rather, I'll I'll correct that. In Vegas, originally just to tape with Pia Zadora, and then I thought, oh, wait a second, we know what we could make happen, yeah. And hopefully, Lance, we can uh, get one with you sometime soon. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Say hi to everyone, Lance.
1: Oh, hey, everybody, I'm just being noisy in the background, looking for headphones. Actually,
0: you were being very quiet while looking for headphones, yeah.
2: I think the headphones might be upstairs in the camera bag. In the okay. spider room. No worries, baby.
0: Oh, that's sweet of you. Thanks. Uh, we met briefly at one of the porn awards. Was it the mm-hmm. um, ex-biz or
2: one of those? One of There's those. There's so many. They all kind of blend together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How many are there generally? Like uh, Too roughly, many. yeah. And they're, they're all kind of around the same time of year. Is that right?
2: Yeah. It's such a pain in the ass. Like this, this time of year after Halloween, it starts getting crazy because yeah. people stop shooting as often mm-hmm. because everybody's going to see their family for Thanksgiving and everything. Oh, right. And then yeah. Christmas slows down and then January is dead because XBiz and EVN. And then mm-hmm. there's just, there's so many.
0: Yeah. Yeah. January is a funny time. What's August like in terms of the porn business? Cause I was talking to a friend the other day about how certain industries just shut down in August. And then we started to think we started to go through different ones. Like they mm-hmm. all seem to shut down in August. What about porn? Yeah,
2: hi- Historically. August is usually slow for me, especially out here. People are like, "It's too hot. Um, it would be like <laughs> cruel and inhumane yeah. um to shoot." But yeah, my my August was pretty busy. um Usually, if it's slow, I'll just like pop over to Europe and do a bunch mm-hmm. of scenes there. Mm-hmm. How
0: often do you go to Europe?
2: It used to be like every other month, but Mm -hmm. I'm trying to stay home more Mm because it's all the traveling gets really hard on your body. Like I never know what time it is; like I'm always (laughs) super jet lagged, But I like being over there. I like staying busy. But sometimes it's it's good to have a break.
0: Yeah, sure. Now, how long do you usually stay for a stretch? And have you sit? Have a sip of water because I'll 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 constantly just uh, barrage with questions, and then people will be dehydrated.
2: Normally, I stay like a week minimum. Sometimes Mm -hmm. two or three weeks. It's easier like to stay longer because uh yeah your body's so used to it and sometimes you pick up work at the last minute so Mm -hmm. it's it's good to plan for more time than you need
0: right yeah and you can get kind of scrambled if you're there for only a few days Mm -hmm. right i was just in england for the my first time and so i was there originally for 10 days and extended the trip and i'm glad i did because it takes a couple days to just even have your head go back to normal
2: oh totally like i used to do trips where I would just be gone for five days. You lose a day traveling, yeah. then I'm there for three days, and then I'm doing like a double anal gangbang every day. So like by the time I blink, like well, I'm already back on the plane home, and my ass hurts, and I don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, and that's not what the time you want your ass to hurt. No. Right? Yeah. What's the usual um, aftercare process after you've done a series of double anal? shows
2: if stuff hurts like i usually get some cream from the drugstore there's this special shit i don't know what it is because it's all in Czech and i don't speak Czech. but <laughs> there's like a picture of like some leaves and i think mm-hmm. it's like oak tree bark ointment
1: okay yeah
2: it feels like it's working
1: okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> i think it's working. i
0: think that's all that matters yeah. right like placebo or not if it's like soothing terrific yeah
2: yeah my shit bounces back to normal like the next day <laughs> it closes up like a i don't know what what you would call that like
0: a magic it's i'm like trying to valve. think of like a valve there yeah. you go like a valve yeah it's done it's business for the time and now right. it's back to normal it's yeah. a, it's sleeping yeah
2: yeah i don't know i think people think i'm like walking around with like a giant open <laughs> ass and like wearing diapers all the time it's like no if i'm wearing a diaper it's for like a different reason
0: but <laughs> yeah so uh, a
2: normal normal hole
0: <laughs> so a diaper would be for a shoot perhaps or maybe are you just feeling a little lazy
2: yeah, if I'm feeling like <laughs> that.
0: And that's another aspect of, of your career. We're, we'll, I'm sure we'll get back to these two topics a few times. So mm-hmm. piss plays a large role in a lot of your work. Totally. And when did you first discover that you enjoyed water sports?
2: I don't know. I I always watched it mm-hmm. on um, when I was watching porn. And uh, there was a lot of things I was interested in before I got into the industry that I mm. didn't explore until i had like a safe environment to do it and i was getting paid which is always a bonus Mm. Uh,
0: and safety too i mean that's
2: totally like and you want to make sure everybody's hydrated and everybody's like tested and everything sure that's good
0: you've only been in the industry am i right five years is that right
2: uh i just it's been about four years Four four years four or five years or so
0: and what was the first scene that you did
2: the first scene it was for this company called Asylum out of um Is Newton, New Jersey? Yeah, two, two S's. It's like Asylum. Yeah. Um and this beautiful woman was like entirely clad in latex, wearing like some nurse's outfit, and she had a giant strap on and was just plowing my ass. And um I was in some kind of suspension where I was on my side mm-hmm. um suspended from the ceiling. With a bunch of candles over me, so I was just getting (laughs) burned with candle wax everywhere. And then they candle waxed um, my vagina shut we didn't use oh, that wow. at all so. I
0: wasn't used that's so sad
2: yeah well that's okay like I, I prefer like doing anal for scenes just because my pussy gets worn out but my ass is like you could drive a truck through <laughs> and it's like fine the next day
0: <laughs> I think you said in one interview you refer to it as the elastic butthole
2: yeah it's super elastic and it's it's my primary like the vagina is the secondary one. It's oh, not, okay like sure. it's reserved for like at home use <laughs>
0: (laughs) Well, uh, recently you did the quadruple, right?
2: Oh yeah. That was cool.
0: I love the clip. I saw that and, uh, it horrified Katya, by the way. So I wanted you to know that.
2: Katya, I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) Oh, I was delighted. I knew I knew it was going to happen when I sent it and he sends his love and admiration, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now when did that uh idea occur now and also i might be naive it maybe that this is like a more common thing than i am aware
2: of um well it's not incredibly common there's maybe like a handful of people in the world who have done it It, it's more of a novelty thing for sure and Mm -hmm. it's like once you do it like where do you go from there it's like (laughs) it's not like i can do one every week it's kind of like yeah okay she did it now like I don't know. No, I just do, like, other types of scenes. Um,
0: you don't want to go to quintuple or anything like that, right? No, There's no... I, I don't
2: think that's humanly possible. And um, people were really angry with me. They're like, really? you said it was four dicks, but one of them is a dildo. And it's like, you get four dudes together <laughs> and try... <laughs> to rearrange those body parts it's not humanly possible if it yeah. was like I would have done it I'm already. sure I'm
0: sure you had like uh schematics and all kinds of things yeah, laid out right but,
2: you know like trial and error this is what we found that works <laughs> and to where you can actually see what's going on
0: in terms of trial and error was it a bit of um working it out on the day
2: not really. You know, we... That scene was done, like, before... We were finished by, like, 11.45 in the morning. It was really quick.
0: Wow. And what time did you start?
2: Um, I think we started shooting at, like, maybe 10.45. We The only time we stopped was because a model outside the room like fainted because she was like brand new and thought like oh i should stop eating before anal." it's like don't you don't have to starve yourself
0: what do you do then because a lot of people have said starving for anal that's one phrase i heard
2: well you know everybody's body is different and um you know you just have to find what works for you but for me i just eat like pizza and stuff like the day before Mm -hmm. i take like a lot of i take fiber every day so everything's kind of streamlined as it is sure And, um, I just do like a water enema until everything's clean, like morning of, and then I have like a normal breakfast and like Mm -hmm. I eat like afterwards.
0: Oh, that's great. That's really encouraging to hear because a lot of people think that you do have to be, you
2: you overthink it and then you're hangry and your body's out of whack. You don't have your electrolytes and you don't have enough fiber. So like, you're going to not have like good shits. You might, (laughs) most of the people who, I've seen that starve themselves. They end up shitting more than the ones who don't starve oh, themselves. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so they bring on the thing that they're terrified of most.
2: Yeah, and, like, all that stress, like, it just tightens your butthole, and it makes things, like, painful and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Just, like, proceed as normal and <laughs> be relaxed about it. Yeah.
0: It helps. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and, of course, it seems like the most essential element is the water enema. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to go clear,
2: Oh, usually? It depends. Like, if you have, like, a like a decent fiber intake like in your daily life like it could take like five or 15 minutes but I always give myself extra time I don't know if it's gonna take five minutes or an hour sure I also like to take my time with it so I wake up like I think I woke up at like four in the morning Hmm. before we did the quadruple because I had to be on set at like seven sure I wanted to like watch tv and like take my time with it
0: yeah yeah and sort of like ease into the day totally how is the selection process for the uh men in the scene like what, what what how does that come about
2: um well this was for legal porno so they pretty much hire this particular director giorgio Grandi. he hires the same group of dudes okay they do like two sometimes three gangbangs like a day okay sure. like so, five or six days a week yeah. so they're it's like a factory they just have <laughs> like they put you into the position you can kind of just let your body go limp and they'll arrange you around oh perfect they're totally professional and i've i've probably done like you know at least like 15 or so scenes like with that group of dudes Mm -hmm. in particular so we all know each other like very well sure that's
0: good yeah they know the ins and outs of everyone yeah yeah some other extreme scenes that you've done and i don't know if it's a scene or if it was just a still that i saw i'm a little squeamish when it comes to bugs and was it cockroaches that I saw?
2: Oh yeah, that was cockroaches. Yeah, I've never done like a scene with bugs and animals. I think that's illegal. I know okay. people in Japan do that, but yeah, that was just a for fun thing.
0: Okay. Well, again, I'm squeamish, so I, I figured <laughs> I'd ask you. I didn't know. Yeah, and I saw it a while ago on Twitter, and I was like, "What's? Oh, oh I don't know." And just moved yeah, along. Yeah, I love like, bugs. Like that movie Creep Show. that last section of it, I struggle with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you love bugs. Now, when did that start? When as a kid?
2: Uh, yeah, at birth. like I don't know. People would always call me Charlotte. My government name is Charlotte. Okay, so yeah. He, I always had spiders as pets and stuff. and
0: You have a spider room creatures. here, don't you?
2: Yeah, I have six in there at the moment. One scorpion and I just got a snake a couple days ago. Oh,
0: congratulations. Is it Noodle?
2: Yeah, Noodle yeah. is his name. He's very small and he's shaped like a tube or a noodle. Uh-huh. He's all net.
0: is this the first snake that you've had
2: yeah i've had uh quite a lot of lizards and things like that salamanders and stuff Mm -hmm. but things without hands or feet that's new to me
0: i got to meet battle cat
2: Thank you. He's he's very fluffy. And he's lovely. He, he loves to greet people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he reminded me of my little guy Lemmy. And then who's the uh, one who's fed up with it all?
2: Oh, this very lazy one. His name's Jonesy. Jonesy, cool. And, and um, and I have he, a black cat Ripley. He's probably like upstairs asleep or something. Cool. And we have one fourth cat who you might never see. Her name is Baby Cat. And secret
0: cat. This is a secret cat. I like she's that. She's very shy. Yeah. She's
2: very nervous. It took her like a year and a half to sit on my lap really wow she's very cute she looks like just like jonesy except smaller she's really small feet but she's very round uh-huh yeah but she's a brown tabby and okay yeah she's just more like potato shaped
1: <laughs>
0: now did you get her uh, as a rescue
2: uh yeah so battle cat and baby cat are lance's cats mm-hmm. and then ripley and jonesy i rescued uh when i lived in la
0: okay now when did you live in la
2: um I think like 2016 to 2018.
0: What was LA like when you were there for you? What was your situation?
2: Um, Well, I lived in the Valley for a bit and then I lived in Hollywood for about a year Mm -hmm. and I just thought it smelled like pee, but not the good kind.
0: Like I would, And you're a connoisseur.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of a connoisseur when it comes to urine. I don't know. I would tell people like, oh, yeah, I live in Hollywood. They're like, oh, wow, that must be so glamorous. <laughs> and like it is like if you're in West Hollywood and like, oh, my God, I saw RuPaul like walking down the street like the, for those moments. But yeah, when you're just like walking home and like dudes are like following you down the street and you have like a bag of groceries like you're trying to and then the elevator doesn't work so you have to walk up like three flights of stairs and
0: yeah and the guys are like lingering downstairs oh yeah Yeah. and it's
2: so expensive there
0: actually yeah and the cockroaches
2: are huge and they don't pay rent (laughs)
0: <laughs> no they don't they don't even chip in no
2: not bastards. even a little bit
0: i know hollywood it's funny because it really is a different thing from west hollywood or north mm-hmm. hollywood or you know however oh, totally. but especially different from from west I, I live in west hollywood love west hollywood, love west hollywood. It's, it's so amazing. great and uh i love like I and mean, i'm right in between well i shouldn't say but i'm right in between two of the big street I, I, there's a lot of streets there yeah. right in between melrose and santa monica oh, nice. Boulevard. yeah yeah well when you two are out uh, in la you're gonna have to come visit yeah Who's um that? And the corner shop is a Gelson's, which I love how bougie that is. I love Gelson's. (laughs) Yeah, it's the best. I think I love supermarkets, and they're the best supermarket. Like, there's one in Los Feliz that I just inside there's like a pink glow to it. It's a nice thing.
2: They have good meat, good cheese.
0: Yeah, and prepared foods too. Yeah. Do you cook a lot?
2: Yeah, sometimes I really like baking. I like um, making cheesecake.
0: When did you start doing that?
2: Mm, When I was a kid, yeah. uh... Recently, when my husband turned forty, like I got like a Cuisinart offer, uh-huh. wedding registry and stuff. So I made a, a cheesecake for him, and it was cool. But
0: wedding registry is a fun thing, right? You were it's able. It's great. To put, it makes me yeah. want to
2: get married again.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're <laughs> near the vows. Yeah. Then, yeah. Where did you two get married?
2: Uh, we got married here, um, mm-hmm. at like a little country club. I just wanted to get married outside. Yeah. And it was, it was in the middle of February, and it snowed the next day, <laughs> which is really unusual for Vegas.
0: February is a good uh, month to get married. And how close to Valentine's Day was it?
2: It was two days after. So it was President's Day. And we're just really enthusiastic about President's Day. (laughs) Um, No, it was a it was a three day weekend. So I picked that because I figured our our family and friends from out of state who had like normie jobs, they could stay an extra day in Vegas.
0: That's nice. And also, it's not on Valentine's Day, because that that it's complicated for another no reason. Oh my
2: god! If you wanted to go out and get dinner on your anniversary, you'd never be able to find a table anywhere. No,
0: and my birthday is Valentine's Day, <gasps> so yeah. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, here it's great though because uh, anytime if I was single or whatever, it's like I don't care. It's my birthday. A friend who is bumming out about um, you know romance gone wrong. I'm like, it's it's my birthday, so like we'll do something or just celebrate my birthday. And the only funny thing is that it's easy for people to remember it, especially in the family. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the best at remembering. remembering birthday dates i want to i love to get people things for the birthday Mm -hmm. uh but so now thankfully for calendar app will help me with that but uh yeah yeah. that's great but i've always enjoyed actually that then when i'm in a relationship it's like one of those things where it's like well we'll do two things like one for valentine's day and one for my birthday basically means two parties or two things yeah which is fun it's a nice way around it now when did you and lance meet
2: we met uh december 2016 we had been talking on Twitter for a while. We were sending each other pictures of cats, so it was, it was pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. I was living in San Francisco at the time. He was living in Florida at the time, because mm-hmm. um, I always like people who live really far from me.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> like a thing. That's yeah. your kink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my
2: kink. Like people who are unavailable. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, not just emotionally oh no 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 physically, physically as well yeah yeah the farther <laughs>
2: you are the more i like uh, but yeah he uh, we were trying to like get together and shoot stuff for a while but yeah. it's so hard to schedule stuff like he would be passing through town shooting for kink and yeah. then i would be out of town or sick or something so mm-hmm. finally he was like oh i'll just buy you a plane ticket and take you to florida and then i like when i met him i was like okay like i really like you yeah, and then like a couple months later, he moved to Vegas. So then it's not too much of a long distance thing. It's like a one hour flight.
0: But was that troubling though? You were like, you know, you're not so far away now.
2: Uh, it was. <laughs> well, it was. It was a good way for me to ease into being in a relationship. Yeah.
0: yeah right. Because you still I'm like
2: I. I only have to see you every couple weeks, <laughs> and then. Uh, he would drive, but I would have like five hours notice, like I'm coming over. So I'm like, okay, I can clean up the apartment a bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, five hours notice is a good thing to have in any situation, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You don't want 35 minutes. Hey, I'm nearby. By the way, have you ever cleaned up an apartment faster than when someone's coming over like that? I no, never. No, never. <laughs> me either. I had stuff that was sitting around that had been shipped actually from Massachusetts just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And it was after uh, breaking up with the person that um, had lived there with me. So the place was sort of like formative. It was like not quite my full place yet. Right. And there was boxes, you know, and you're just kind of like bummed out. And then someone was coming over and like magically everything in like 90 minutes. Yeah, it was impressive. and I It's still a great squeeze, motivator. Yeah, it is, it is. Nothing will motivate like that, will it? <laughs>
2: yeah, and it's like, I don't know, I I just like don't like people thinking like I live like a slob, even though I'm, I kind of do. Like I don't <laughs> no, do my look, laundry a lot.
0: You don't, look, there's no slobbiness in here. This looks like, a, a, first of all, a lovely house thanks. that has a lot of character. You're welcome. And it it's very much um, representative of, of the two of you and well, you're welcome. And it just looks lived in, which is a nice thing. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's strange when you walk into a place and people live there, but it feels like an Airbnb. Yeah,
0: it does. It <laughs> kind of makes you want to leave. Yeah, it's a strange thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit
2: too sterile.
0: Very sterile. Yeah. Oh, the other weird thing is apartment cooking smells. I mean, it's not exactly... Oh, God. Yeah. It's
2: one, that's one reason I can't live in an apartment anymore. Yeah? Yeah, because like, I like like how it smells when I'm cooking stuff, but... Any- other people's cooking just doesn't smell that good. No, especially, especially when it mixes with all the other <laughs> stuff.
0: <laughs> and when it's like tomato based for some oh, reason. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gross. Anyway, so you met Lance then. And then he was in Vegas. And mm-hmm. it was not that long. He had a five-hour window and then uh, how long from there until the two of you moved in together
2: we had just got together right before i moved to my own apartment in hollywood okay that was really funny because he's like what are you doing tomorrow i'm like i don't know i think i'm moving <laughs> like, and he's like okay i'll drive over right now and help you
0: it's very
1: sweet
2: it was so funny and then he he shows up to help me move my shit and he's like is this all of it? I'm like, yeah, these are all my worldly possessions. It was like five boxes of shit. (laughs) Like I didn't have anything. Yeah. I just wasn't ready to like move in with him that quick. And then after my lease was up, he's like, do you really want to live with me? And I'm like, yeah. And then his like thing was, he really wanted us to move into a house where I could have my own room for my spiders because he's terrified of them.
0: (laughs) I love that. I was going to ask that. I was curious. I wanted to know what uh, Lance is feeling about the critters like that
2: he likes snakes he wasn't sure how he felt about scorpions and then i got one and then he decided he he's not like scorpions <laughs> and uh he doesn't really like tarantulas like when one molds, really? I, what like, I like i bring the molt. i'm like oh babe look like this one molted isn't that cool like that's their old fangs and i like let him hold it and he's like
0: uh <laughs> he gives it the old college try yeah but yeah
2: he's definitely like he hasn't killed any spiders since we started dating oh, which that's is nice. pretty sweet
0: yeah how do you feel about uh when you see just bugs on the street i love them yeah you love them actually we're looking right now or i'm looking at this photo let's describe it you describe it please for the listeners
2: um, Um, It's a jumping spider taken with a macro lens. My friend took that picture, actually.
0: It's a really cool photo.
2: Thanks. They just look really cute. They look like if a kitten was very small and Mm -hmm. had like 10 eyes and eight legs. Yes. It would be that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're right, actually. Seeing the eyes like that is rather remarkable. I'll put a photo up on Instagram. Anyone with arachnophobia, I'll try to put a spoiler uh, alert or some kind of warning trigger yeah. warning rather trigger warning yeah um now have you ever had a friend with arachnophobia come over
2: yeah they just are like afraid to be in the house i'm like dude like they're all like locked up they're not like roaming freely my <laughs> and, cats would have a heyday <laughs> no,
0: that's right and they all have their own enclosures is that right yeah of course now what is that is that like a little cage type of thing
2: mm-hmm. yeah i have like um just little acrylic things and they have like a little water dish they have a little hide like place for them to crawl into
0: you're sober right mm-hmm. we and, both are right and did the two of you become sober together
2: he he's been sober for 21 oh, years
0: that's right. yeah but
2: yeah. um i got sober like right like a couple months after we met i was trying for a while and sure. then it just worked out like being in a relationship with like a sober person, like he was a really good influence on me. Sure, and also um, it's
0: easier too because you're like, totally. well, I, c- I can't really be slightly tuned up. When, yeah, um, yeah, it yeah. kept
2: me accountable, so that was really good. But it's just so much easier, and like us both being sober, we both want to leave like parties and events at the same time.
0: <laughs> sure, let <laughs> me guess, seventy five minutes in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: like, babe, let's go to Taco Bell. This place sucks.
0: Because those events, especially like, say, after parties in quotes.
2: I only had fun at those when I was like drinking and doing coke in the bathroom. (laughs) And now that I don't do that, I'm like, will you remove that element? And it's literally like a bunch of like egos in the room. And that's not always fun.
0: I was at some in front of some Hollywood club and the guy was like offering tickets to an after party. I was like, I could not think of anything worse. Like a bunch of strangers who want to get so fucked up at three in the morning. That yeah, does not no, sound, you. yeah, no thanks. <laughs> so what were your drugs of choice, booze and Coke?
2: Oh, basically anything. Like there's not much I haven't done. Like I, I drank a lot for sure. did a lot of Coke, did a lot of pills, heroin, like all that stuff. But everything was easier to like moderate or like quit cold turkey, except the booze. Like, okay. Yeah. I challenged myself. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do Coke for a week. Yeah. But then I was still, like, drinking all day, every day. Yeah. So I thought I was just, like, I had, like, a... I thought I just didn't like making coffee in the morning. I like cutting lines. And um, so <laughs> Listen, I thought it's very
0: efficient. Yeah, okay. I
2: thought I was being efficient, but then I, I removed that and I'm I'm like, "Oh, I'm just an alcoholic who likes doing other stuff like situationally."
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like I I can't drink or rather don't drink. So I I just I, awesome. I yeah. Thanks. I mean, I do other things, but um and I only started that a few years ago because I thought Because I couldn't drink after trying very hard, you know, really putting the effort in. Not for lack of trying. No, certainly not. No, I don't give up easily. Yeah. Uh, Then I thought that, well, that was the first stair step on a very large staircase and you can't really go to second floor if, you know, uh, turned out not to be the case for me. But yeah, booze to me. I have it in the house for guests, but it's not, it's not an option.
2: Yeah. It's not for everybody.
0: Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. And, And the weird thing is it's so readily available. Like it's the one thing that you could get anywhere anytime oh
2: god especially in vegas like yes there's no like oh the bar shuts down at two
0: it's like <laughs> no it the never... bars
2: open at eight in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and people are there oh
0: they're packed in the place i was amazed uh, that i went down at the uh hotel i'm staying at the sahara mm-hmm. and there was people drinking and smoking now i used to be a cigarette smoker but still for some reason to see people smoking in a public place inside And the smells of different booze on people's breaths while I was waiting for the taxi line. It's gross. It was gross. It actually gave me like a kind of like I want to get out of here vibe. Like just waiting for the taxi. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was getting out, but you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't like that smell either.
0: And there was a guy on the elevator. I had my red velvet jacket on and he he was loaded and he was gross. He was like a big, gross, dumb guy. Mm -hmm. He's like, who are you, magician? I guess this is the vibe here. That's
2: the worst. I don't really like going on the strip or into casinos late at night. Like if I'm meeting friends or something and then we're done with dinner and then I'm going home. The people get like drunkers the night wears on. <laughs> uh-huh. It's always the people watching is great, though. Like I like to sit at hotel or lobby bars in the casinos. Yeah. I'll get like a seltzer water and watch people. There's always like the group of bridesmaids and they <laughs> yeah. start the night out strong. Like they're yeah. all, they all have their shoes on. Oh, okay. And then, like, as the night progresses, <laughs> like, they're all, like, carrying their shoes, like, somebody's, like, being carried, like, somebody's throwing up in, like, a bag.
0: Someone's ranting, like,
2: low Someone's key, right? ranting, yeah. like... Two are fighting, like somebody's holding a tiara and a sash, <laughs> like it's, it's a mess, but it's like a, a beautiful, like chaotic disaster.
0: Yeah. It's one, amazing to watch at a distance. It's beautiful, but you don't mm-hmm. want to be anywhere near no. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too about booze too, because so much bad behavior is sort of excused because oh, well, I, we were really loaded or it was a crazy night. Oh, or totally. Yeah.
2: It's really dangerous. There's like a ton of accidents here because people are just drunk driving all the time. Oh, sure. Yeah. And people just generally, like, drive, like, assholes. <laughs> this morning, some dude was, like, following me onto and off of the highway. Oh,
1: no. Like,
2: he was a foot away from my back bumper, like, chasing me down, like, hella pissed off. Wow. It was, like, really aggressive and unnecessary. But I haven't experienced that, like, anywhere else. Like, really? People are just, even in L.A., like, people cut you off. I'm like, okay, buddy, like, you you had to be there. That's yeah. okay.
0: You got a big day today. Yeah, Yeah.
2: like, I, I don't get that road rage, so I don't. I can't relate to it.
0: I don't get road rage much either. I think I get if I've been really scared once or twice and then mm-hmm. I'll yell fuck off or something like that. Massachusetts loves road rage.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Massachusetts, Vegas. There's a
0: There is some yeah. kind of yeah. Something in the air here. <laughs> what other parts of the country did you live in?
2: Mm. I'm originally from Northern California. Oh, okay. what yeah. parts
0: roughly just the um, like uh...
2: north of Sacramento like oh, that okay. area. Yeah. so it's really not a lot going on. And then uh, I moved to the bay and then LA and then here I've just slowly been making my way south, I guess. So right. we'll see, like if I end up in Mexico next year. Or it might be though, at that might rate. be like...
0: <laughs> There might it might be like this triangle of like here, Europe, Mexico. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what parts of Europe do you like to go to?
2: Um, I love Berlin. Mm-hmm. Prague is great. I love Paris. Um, but really, Budapest. Sometimes I mostly work in Prague though because okay. the rates are the best. Mm-hmm. I've been to Spain a lot, but uh, I don't really work much in those places because like a boy girl will be like 300.
0: And what would it be in Prague?
2: In Prague, it would be like five or six, but I normally don't just do boy girl. I do like a gangbang because it it makes more sense.
0: Yeah, sure. It is the more sensible choice, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are some of the other scenes that you do? We talked about the the quadruple anal. You do a lot of extreme scenes, right? Mm
2: Mm-hmm yeah i think um since i started out doing extreme scenes i just kind of got stuck doing that but every now and then i do like romantic stuff or Mm -hmm. um i got like a lead role in like a horror feature recently for kink um with me and casey calvert that Mm -hmm. was a really fun movie i do like a lot of domination stuff i finally i worked for divine bitches for Mm kink.com so that was cool and i also have my own clips for sale where i just kick dudes in the balls and fuck them in the ass Which is, like, something people don't really expect from me because they think I'm totally submissive, but...
0: Did you start out more of in submissive
2: work? Yeah, and then I was getting, like, pissed off by people telling me what to do, and then I found (laughs) out, like, I'm I'm more of a switch. But I I do stuff like that, and then I really like doing girl-girl. A lot of people don't know this about me, but, like, before porn, I didn't really have any attraction to guys until i was like 20 oh really okay that was like i just thought i was a lesbian and then i like had to come out as bisexual again (laughs) but i i always had like way more girlfriends like i wanted to only do girl girl porn and i just kind of fell into doing boy girl and everything else but i like how that's worked out but yeah i really like doing girl girl scenes like um i do a lot of webcamming and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah i just do it all basically
0: yeah When you started doing boy-girl scenes, what was the first scene?
2: I think it was the second scene I ever did. Maybe the second or third. It was for kink.com. It was Kink University. And it was like an instructional porn Mm -hmm. on how to use um, suction devices.
1: Okay, yeah. So
2: I had like suction things attached to like my tits and my pussy. And the dude like pumped his dick up. And then I think the next one I did after that was just a gangbang. So I just went like zero to 100.
1: <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so, like, why not? <laughs> yeah, you dive right in. Mm. Had you had sex with guys before that?
2: Yeah, like I, I had sex with dudes like off camera and I had like one boyfriend, but I didn't really, I just thought I was kind of doing it because it was like, it's a lot easier to like get with dudes than it is to get with girls. Oh, like, is it? Okay. It was just like, a, I thought it was just a situational thing. Like I had done anal and stuff with a dude, just like to try it. Yeah, that was like the second time I had sex because I was like, "Well, I didn't like it this way the first time. Maybe this hole is better." <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, did you did you like the anal better than the uh, with the guy? The... Oh yeah. Yeah, so that's always been a favorite. I just uh, recently had my first uh, receiving. Uh, situation so
2: congratulations thank
0: you very much thank you and it was wonderful it was great very smooth and easy there was no real prep either which
2: was great uh, (laughs) yeah you you don't always have to prep like people ask me like oh my boyfriend wants to put in my ass or my girlfriend wants to fuck my ass or whatever what do I do and it's like honestly like if you're just in the mood like put a towel down or turn turn the lights off
0: (laughs) (laughs) you find you're not as squeamish uh, yeah yeah certain things have happened before you know uh someone got very very aggressive with their hand and i was like into it i was like this is cool the uh it it wasn't the right time but you know you're like whatever you can wash your hands well you know it
2: comes with the territory you can't go in there like expecting everything to be perfect yeah
0: exactly yeah exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) can't be so delicate exactly (laughs) (laughs) before you were with lance what was the longest uh, relationship that you had
2: uh, I think the longest one. It was like nine months. Not very good at relationships. <laughs> this is the longest <laughs> one I've been in. We've been together about three, almost four years, I think.
0: Well, congratulations! That's Thanks. great. Thanks. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. So when I when I met uh, Lance, I was um, living with a woman, and then. Before that, I had, like, a boyfriend for, like, a really brief time, but it Mm -hmm. was, like, a rebound situation. Oh, sure, yeah. Before that, it was, like, a nine-month, but it was long distance, so it was, like, really low commitment. Perfect. Yeah, so I was, I had to kind of, when I met him, I had to learn how to be sober and be in a relationship that, lasted longer than nine months yeah so was, right
0: there's a lot
2: yeah and so like when i hit the nine month mark i was like waiting for him to like break up with me or something or <laughs> hiding calendars yeah it <laughs> was like something I was, I was just like okay something's gonna happen and then like nothing happened yeah. and i'm like oh well, we're still together so yeah things things were good
0: do you uh, ever suffer from anxiety
2: yeah not so much anymore i, I meditate a lot oh and, um, cool when did
0: you start doing that
2: um when I when I got sober, well, I was meditating before, like in therapy and stuff. But mm-hmm. therapy is like a lot more effective when you're sober because it's easier to be honest.
0: Yeah, sure, I yeah. can imagine.
2: Um, but yeah, meditation helps a lot. It also helps, like I have less panic attacks and um, haven't had one in a long time. Actually, it just kind of so- stops them before they start. It also helps with anal. Like I tell people all the time, like like fucking meditate like it relaxes your mind all your muscles relax and everything's like so much easier it works for every aspect of your life
0: do you direct scenes as well
2: sometimes like if i'm shooting for myself um like my own clip sites or whatever then and also sometimes like when i'm on set like i i get to have a lot of creative input yeah um especially lately so that's been really fun Mm -hmm. um eventually i'd like to direct like my own feature or something but i want to just do it for myself and, like, fund it by myself.
0: Sure, and then have complete control and no yeah, concern yeah, over I that. I don't want
2: to have to get a budget from anybody or, like, answer to, oh, I need this much for location. Like, I just want to do what I want.
0: Are certain scenes required when there's, like, a budget from coming from someone else? Like, we need this, this, and this?
2: Yeah, like, if you're working for a company, they're like, okay, now we need a squirting movie. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they'll give you a list of, like, who you can hire. And I hear that all the time. Like a lot of my friends are directors and they're like, dude, I want to hire you. But like, you're not on the list I got from the boss. Yeah, I'm like, that fucking sucks. But whatever.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of restrictions sometimes, right? Yeah. Porn? Lance is kind of uh, an anomaly in that he does both gay and straight mm-hmm. porn. And right?
2: everything in between.
0: Yes. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. But that's not that common because there's still some phobias that people have about Oh,
2: yeah. People don't understand how science works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, which is really sad but it, it's true but um i think because he's so out there and like unapologetic about who he is and what he does sure i've noticed like a lot of the stigmas breaking down a bit there's been more and more like bi performers like getting into the industry and doing their own thing mm-hmm. or shooting their own bi content or right crossing over to the industry sure. it's it's less of a problem now so i hope like if we just normalize shit it it'll get um, more accepted.
0: Yeah, I'm sure in like 10 years, it'll be a totally different situation. Hopefully, anyway. I hope so. Yeah. I love your Twitter feed. And there was a few Thank that... Oh uh, yeah, It's so good. <laughs> I'm going to have to pull up a couple of them because, again, I would send them to Katya. i take screen grabs.
2: That's very nice of you. Thank you.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, I may even have a folder on my phone of some of them uh, if I can find my phone. And so I've misplaced the camera and my phone.
2: Is that it over there?
0: Oh, it is, yeah, the, where I was charging it. I think I have just like a certain amount of brain capacity. And then after that walk from the gated community, I uh, lost it.
2: I only have two brain cells and (laughs) occasionally they bounce into each other.
0: (laughs) And does that help or hurt? That's the question, right?
2: It hurts really bad. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, it's good you got sober because you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you could have really...
2: I'm working on regrowing them. It's been taking a while.
0: (laughs) Well, you like science stuff, right? I do. And you like... um, numbers you're into accounting
2: yeah i thought porn was just gonna be a way for me to pay for my degree mm-hmm. and then i really liked doing porn and i didn't want to go back to school <laughs> and um get like my master's and be a cpa and stuff maybe i'll go back into that but i really like making my own hours and like yeah. being able to take vacations and stuff and I just like being self-employed. It feels good.
0: And you also handle your own taxes and all that stuff, though, still with the, yeah. what you...
2: Yeah, it's so much easier that way. I don't like paying people to do stuff I can do myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought of uh, doing some kind of thing where you're the person that helps other porn performers to that? I thought about that?
2: that. That was originally my goal. Yeah. Um, and right when I was getting into webcamming and stuff, I was doing taxes for other cam girls. But I, I love working with people, but... I don't really like working with people, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> and, um, you like the concept? Or yeah, and, st-
2: and stuff that is so, like, uh, common sense to me. Like, you're self-employed. Save, like, at least, like, a third of what you make for taxes and yeah. incidentals and stuff. I would do taxes for people, um, like, other cam girls and stuff. And they're like, well, why do I owe this much? Like, I thought you were getting me a refund. It's like yeah if you work like a w-2 job you get a refund but girl you made like a thousand dollars like a day like sticking dildos in your ass like the government wants like money from that
0: yeah they definitely do they definitely do yeah
2: like my free cams or whatever they don't like withhold your taxes for you (laughs) they're
0: not looking out for this stuff no no.
2: Hi, i am pia zadora and i have one question for you are you gay because i just always like to know that ahead of time
0: What was the first piss-based scenario
2: you know the first one i did i got waterboarded with piss
0: again jumping right into the deep end jumping right into yeah
2: well um i was shooting for asylum and the producer he's like okay uh yeah i'm gonna bring you out here in like a couple months we have time to plan stuff is there anything you want to do i'm like well you know i've always been wanted to be waterboarded but i feel like that's like entry level Uh i'm like i like pee why not just waterboard me with pee (laughs) um so i've never actually been waterboarded with water it's just been bodily fluids. yeah okay um yeah and it really does feel like you're drowning but i'm I'm glad i tried it once so like i know what it feels like
0: (laughs) yeah you know and then you can you can say that i'm good with that
2: yeah Yeah. you know some some stuff like you don't need to try again
1: (laughs) right um
2: but i'm glad i did and then i don't think that is available on the internet anymore i think he removed it because he was afraid of being arrested for like obscenity charges Oh, okay now, um, that
0: still goes on right
2: yeah so i guess the loophole is you shoot something really obscene but it has like a political or educational value Oh, okay that's kind of more like of a, a documentary i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah Right. Um, right so what we do now for a lot of stuff is we'll have like a dialogue before or afterwards where we talk about stuff. Oh, like, like, and then, like the kink oh, exit yeah. interviews and stuff. Yeah, th- those are cool. And then um, for Asylum, like we kind of wax philosophic and then throw some politics in there. And then we're like, okay, I think we got enough time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. So- sometimes you see clips where they have a big intro with, it's like, it's a um, by threesome, but they're not really doing the kink thing. They're just talking and saying their names. I remember seeing one and going like, I don't know what's going on here. This is like five minutes of nonsense. Yeah,
2: like I've been on sets where like they they interview you before, but it's like not a sexy thing. Like at least for kink, I think because like I've shot with all the directors so many times. It's like, oh, I'm just talking to a friend and then I'm I'm talking about the stuff I'm excited about doing. And then afterwards we're reminiscing on. The exciting things we did it's like very horny
0: yeah yeah um, and mostly you're nude right while you're talking yeah, yeah. i
2: like to be at least yeah.
0: <laughs> you want to be comfortable
2: yeah but they make me take like my my ropes off they're like oh. no you can't be tied up in the interview they'll think we're holding you against your will I'm like, you,
0: like, <laughs> you like to be held against your will and in, in the right circumstance right? Yeah, in With the right the
2: circumstances like i don't always like being tied up like some people are super fetishy about like
0: restraints and uh, that oh
2: yeah like do the tie this jute knot on me i don't know yeah uh-huh. um, yeah yeah i'm like i don't know if it's the right person doing it i'm cool but like it, it feels like rough and it's like splintery and you get like little rope fibers everywhere oh, okay yeah you can get a rope burn
0: yeah that doesn't sound terrifically no, fun yeah i remember cherry saying something about like having like kind of a dead arm for Yeah, you can
2: get a dead arm. It's not always the most comfortable. It's not supposed to be comfortable. Well,
0: that's true, too, Mm -hmm. right? How much of uh, when you're in a bondage situation, uh, are you enjoying not enjoying it? Or are you just enjoying it?
2: It depends, and it depends who I'm working for. Like, nowadays, I'm really picky with who I do bondage-type scenarios for. Like, pretty much only for kink, because I trust everybody there. Like I think it was last summer, I was in a hip suspension with um a rope around my neck with a bowling ball hanging from it oh wow so wait
0: uh, so just to break that down so a hip suspension would be that the primary suspension is just around your hips is that right
2: yeah so i'm i'm kind of falling or leaning backwards and then i'm with a rope attached to my neck like with the bowling ball hanging from it yeah and if you don't know what you're doing that could very easily kill somebody yeah but um like this director um JP, the Pope, we call him. Like, I trust him with my life. So I'm like, of course you can do this stuff to me. And it's very freeing to allow yourself to be a bit scared, but okay. it's also comforting. Like, I know it'll get to like 99, but it'll never get to like 100 where it's dangerous. So, sure. So just you... letting somebody else take care of you and take care of the situation and trusting like them. And it's, it takes a lot to get to that point, but like, if sure. you can, it's, it's super uh, invigorating. I like that a lot.
0: So, is that a big uh, aspect of BDSM? Yeah, find?
2: like giving up control. Um, but also, what's really interesting is the sub is pretty much always in control. They can, or they should be able to, stop the scene at any <laughs> yeah, time. And I think
0: they should be able to. I'll go with yeah, on that. yeah, and
2: um, you have like your list of things you're not okay with, and I have a list of things that I don't like doing, but I like to be threatened with. Really, like the cattle prod, like. I've cattle prodded myself and it doesn't bother me. But for some reason, the idea of somebody else cattle prodding me, it scares me. Um, sure. but so like JP, he knows I'm terrified of the cattle prod. He'll turn it on and get it really close to me. And I start crying, even though I know like in my head, like never in a million years is he actually going to cattle prod me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: He's like, Oh, I'm going to cattle prod your pussy. I'm like, no, please
1: don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just
2: start crying. And then like, I'm so scared. It makes me really horny. And then I come really easily. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, the camera stop rolling and I'm like, that was so fun. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um
2: I just, like, kind of... I feel, like, very lucky I can, like, pop into it and pop back out of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it's really cool.
0: So it's like the thrill of a horror movie type of yeah, thing.
2: Yeah, like, you're watching the movie. You, like, allow yourself to be scared. You know, like the monster is not going to come through your TV and get you, but like you're still suspending disbelief for that moment and allowing yourself to get to that mental plane.
0: When was the first time that you discovered that sort of thing? Was it in a scene or was it in personal play?
2: Um, I had done some stuff like with, uh, partners before getting into the industry, but neither of us are very experienced. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and what kind of stuff just like um restraints or
2: um just like heavy play like um like getting slapped around a bit and mm-hmm. like getting my ass fisted and stuff but my first like foray into like being tied up and like doing everything like super properly like was in porn and mm-hmm. i i feel like really blessed for that like everything yeah. has always been like pretty safe
0: yeah. And with kink, right? It seems like that was, you started, yeah, you started I love yeah.
2: them. They like raised me basically. Uh-huh. They're like my family at this point.
0: I love that. Every story I've heard about kink.com is basically so similar. To, yeah.
2: Yeah. They have like the most like outstanding reputation. And, um, since like my second scene ever was for them and mm-hmm. I pretty much always shot for them, like yeah. my whole career. I kind of hold every set to their standard of sure how models should be treated and how things should be conducted. So I think like if I started out doing like really shitty stuff, like <laughs> I would just expect like garbage from everybody. Like, right. Oh, this is how it should be. But right, um, we were supposed
0: to suffer. And, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. But since, um, I know like, okay, I don't have to stand for this. I have rights. Um, I, I felt like I was able to assert myself more mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, I had a lot more like protection and confidence, like going into situations and knowing like, okay, this isn't normal. I can say no to this or I can walk sure. away, but I'm, not everybody has that experience. It can be really hard to speak up.
0: And a lot of people do have that fear of speaking mm-hmm. up. Uh, I saw you post something uh, that I can't quote offhand but about the importance of advocating for yourself in, in situations oh, yeah. like this. It,
2: it's very important. And, uh, you know, I understand it's a fine line. Like you, like there's been times i've done stuff i wasn't exactly like keen on doing when i needed to pay rent and stuff (laughs) yeah sometimes you can be afraid to advocate for yourself because you're worried that you're going to get branded as a diva like this director is going to tell all these people that i'm like difficult to work with i'm high maintenance i'm fussy or i'm not going to get paid or something or things are going to get worse for me because i've complained like you don't really know. But yeah, it's better in the long run to just like not put up with bullshit because then people realize like, oh, I can't like make other models put up with bullshit.
0: Right. That's right. Yeah. We set a standard for everyone else that way. Mm -hmm. Like you call them out if it's a bully or whatever. You call them out and then they're less likely to just do it so easily. Totally. Were you ever on a set where there was some stuff going on, some bullshit, and then you had to sort of call a stop to it? I mean, it sounds like you've mostly worked with great people like Kink, etc., but...
2: Yeah, I've I've had to stop some scenes before and then, like, mm-hmm. had to talk with, like, the crew and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'll proceed, like, under these conditions. And uh, I've had stuff happen, like, right... Uh, one time, like, something really bad happened, like, right before a scene. Mm-hmm. But we had shot all this other stuff, like, many days of dialogue, like, before the actual scene. So I felt like I'm really fucking over the production. Like, if I just cancel this scene, they have to reshoot all this <laughs> stuff and it's going to cost them <laughs> a bunch of money. So I was like... Yeah between a rock and a hard place sure so i was like okay i'll get through this scene and then i'll tell the director and everybody afterwards and then everything was like okay it was just i was kind of miserable
0: yeah yeah but you figured for the yeah good and yeah and then they would really maybe brand you as something if you
2: oh totally yeah.
0: what was dating like before you were with lance because two performers being together it's a wonderful thing i imagine mm-hmm. and you have an understanding with each other that is uh maybe not as common as it it should be mm-hmm. with people uh, dating porn performers. Did you ever have any issues with people you were with before?
2: Yeah, a bit. So right before I was dating Lance, I was dating um, another actress, and things were great with her. It just we didn't work out. Uh-huh. Um, then before her, the last couple people I dated were cool at first, and then very jealous, and okay. didn't have a problem with me spending like my sex work money on them to buy them shit but Uh, they had a problem with how i was making the money or didn't want me to do certain things didn't want me to like flirt with people on my social media where i kind of have to be flirty on social Uh, media like it's weird like it's twitter and instagram and everything it's become so important with porn because you have to create this persona and make people think you're horny all the time yeah i'm horny like a lot but not all the time (laughs) like i'm going to IQ later it'd be really really (laughs) inappropriate to be horny there Um, yeah i was interested in getting into porn for like uh i got in when i was 20 and i think uh a few years before that i started like considering it as like a a fun like life path to take yeah and uh, i would tell this to my partners like oh i think i want to start webcamming or i'd like to do scenes like sure i love watching this performer she seems like she's having a lot of fun well i'd be jealous like if other people were jerking off to you and it's like if you have like a picture of your face on facebook like somebody's (laughs) jerked off to you like it it doesn't matter like yeah i don't know none of that shit matters to me uh but so i felt like i couldn't explore stuff as soon as i wanted but sure i think if i would have gotten into porn like right when i was 18 i would have made even poorer decisions than i already have (laughs) i'm glad i went to college a little bit first
0: yeah sure yeah sometimes things just happen the way that they're supposed right. to happen at the time they're supposed to happen Tell too, me. although it is funny uh the people's hang ups about this idea of what might happen it's more that fear thing mm-hmm. um, it makes me think of the situation where you know me or maybe it's someone else, was cheated on in an emotional sense mm-hmm. and then after that, the concept of not being monogamous, which is how i'm currently living my life right. is much more sensible because you're like, why?
2: Yeah, I, I don't I've, know. I've tried monogamy loads of times, and it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, like uh hey,
0: listen, booze doesn't work for some people. Yeah, monogamy. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and um, just because
0: they're popular.
2: Totally, <laughs> and I, i've I've noticed like that becoming more of a socially acceptable thing. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, and it just makes things so much easier when you're doing porn, like of course like you're gonna be like attracted to other people like it, i wouldn't be doing porn if i wasn't
0: <laughs> right <laughs> like, yeah I've it's ever... not like i'm only attracted to my husband but i go there and i'll just get through it like how yeah, are you gonna no, that's
2: a miserable way to live and right. like I'm, I'm not attracted to everybody i work with but i really enjoy having sex right um i love my job yeah so and everyone it would,
0: should love their job
2: yeah it it would be silly to like deprive myself of that joy
0: And I think a lot of people are held off from that just because of this notion that things could go wrong.
2: Yeah. And I find like if you're trying to keep your partner from doing stuff, it it comes from a place, not all the time, but a lot of times from jealousy and insecurity and you want to have agency over that person. Yeah, that's true. Um, At least like every time I've wanted somebody to be like completely devoted to me, it's because I wanted to control them. (laughs) It wasn't because like. Uh, and my feelings were getting hurt, but that's because I'm an insecure person. So. But um, there's so, nothing there's nothing wrong with like being jealous. You just gotta work through it.
0: Yeah, that's true. And a lot of times people make the mistake thinking that other people's emotions are their job, yeah, right? Because that's totally. almost codependency, mm-hmm. which is an easy thing for all of us to fall into. Because a lot of us get the notion either sold to us or we buy into it, depending on who's whoever wants to take the culpability that we are solely responsible for someone else's feelings
2: yeah and we're not and it's a lot of responsibility to ask of somebody and it's also a lot of responsibility to expect one person to fulfill all your emotional and sexual desires. Yeah. It's like you have different types of friends. Like you have one friend you go bike riding with. You have one friend you go to the movies with. Right. It can be the same like in a romantic and sexual sense.
0: Yeah, it definitely can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And kind of should. I mean I sort of new to the whole idea in the last two years. And new to a couple things. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) You're never never too late to grow. No,
0: no, exactly. Exactly right. But it's been really good. It's funny because you mentioned that thing before about uh, realizing you were bi or whatever like Mm -hmm. later on so i was a little later but it was uh it's good you know it's a good thing
2: it's it's fun
0: yeah it's a lot of fun yeah uh what was uh childhood like for you
2: uh it was not that great
0: (laughs) now we can talk more about it or not depending on
2: Uh, we could touch on a little bit so there's this stereotype of you know all porn performers and sex workers we come from broken homes and were like victims of abuse and stuff or we were diddled as kids so that's why we get like getting diddled as adults yeah um and like i I had like my fair share of abuse and stuff like i uh grew up with a very alcoholic violent mother Oh um and i think that's might be where i get my alcoholism from or could be genetic it could be not Um, right
1: i know
0: it's hard to determine that stuff but it certainly doesn't help yeah
2: so i I grew up uh i was in foster care for a bit and um i I was kicked out of my first high school and the things were tough but um i don't want to let that define me like i've seen people who they kind of base their identity around that yeah and have like a victim mentality but i've done like so much like hardcore like emdr therapy and all this stuff to get past my PTSD and I feel like it's made me like a lot stronger as a person and yeah it kind of forced me to mature as a kid like really fast that might be why I have such a fetish for old men today. I don't know.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, how old do you like old men when you say old men?
2: At least 50. <laughs> my husband's, my husband's 40 and I'm, I'm just waiting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, don't dye your hair. If you're getting it like yeah. a, yeah.
2: Well, like, I think that was another reason I didn't really like guys when i was younger because i was in high school and like teenage boys are gross (laughs) like the teachers were like handsome but they're all like married oh Um, right right and that's gross and i was like underage and stuff um i didn't really like have any i I was always watching like a ton of porn and like putting things in my ass like but i never like i didn't have my first kiss until i was like 16 it was funny like we ended up not dating or anything but she was like very nice And then like a year later i tried the sex thing and i'm like i don't know how i feel about this (laughs) and i tried it with a girl i'm like okay this is better yeah and then like i tried it in my ass i'm like okay i think this is
0: (laughs) i think we found the i think uh, we're
2: getting close
0: yeah I think all those things that you talked about, even touching on in childhood, you know, you you have a very serene presence. Thank you. You're welcome. And you seem very, uh, Zen's not the right word, but I don't know a better one for it, so I'm going to go with Zen.
2: Thanks.
0: You're welcome. Present and, I guess, serene. Yeah, I'm going to go back to serene. And so it's nice to see that, knowing that there was some not-so-fun times and some trouble times. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's definitely taken some time to get to this place like i feel like i'm really calm like i was saying before like i don't get angry really yeah uh, but i used to be such a frank frazzled like anxious like ball of nerves and i was just a nervous wreck all the time sure like, freaking out like crying all the time and yeah the slightest um,
0: thing would set you off and
2: yeah now that i just kind of let things like run off my back like water and not a lot of stuff really bothers me it's yeah. a much more peaceful way to live
0: yeah definitely I mean, I still struggle with anxiety from time to time. I get these little fugues, like a three day thing or 12 hours. But I was telling a friend the other day who, I, after I was talking through one of them with, and I was like, but the thing is, it used to be like three to seven days. Now it's like a 12 hour. Yeah, it gets you know, easier. It gets easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I considered them like mental head colds. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: a good way to look at it because it, it yeah. is like a, a bit of an illness. I think we should treat it just like we treat like the cold like it's it's very normalized but i think so too there's ways we can attack it
0: there are and also being candid with your friends and being like i'm really fucked up today or like i'm really not having a good one yeah is like a good way to do it because it's, it's very easy to say i'm doing good things are great
2: yeah yeah but then like you know your friends who hear that from you all the time they're like well, I must not be normal because I have bad days sometimes. <laughs> well, like, that's the other thing. The more My we, friend over here yeah. never has a bad day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Like the more we talk about the stuff, it's one of the things I love talking about on the show about, you know, having bad times and everything. Because we all do. And like the more we talk about it, the better it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I found it better for me and all that. What's your favorite like garbage food?
2: I love like anything chocolatey.
0: Before the taping. Yeah, you right said...
2: before the tape I had a bunch of chocolate ice cream with <laughs> brownies on top in a bowl uh, that was like a waffle bowl dipped in chocolate and sprinkles. That's fantastic, um, yeah. And I love like anything cheesy and carby. Like I had mac and cheese last night i had three dinners yesterday oh good for you i had um chinese food then i had sushi and then i had mac and cheese and that
0: sounds heavenly by the way yeah
2: it was a good day and uh i love pizza
0: yeah what kind of pizza do you have a special favorite
2: um i love like new york style pizza mm-hmm. I i don't really like a whole lot of meat on it but um, i like yeah, yeah. um I like cheese. I like pineapple sometimes. Uh-huh. Like, don't shoot me. Some people no, are very angry about that. I know.
0: People flip out about pine- I'm like, listen, Hawaiian pizza is fantastic. But
2: you know, the, the people who like pineapple, we're nonviolent. We don't attack people for their pizza choices. Yeah. You know what? You're
0: right. <laughs> we're very tolerant. Yeah. And like, hey, like do what you want to do. Yeah. yeah.
2: What do you mean you don't like pineapple on your pizza? Like, nobody says that.
0: No. Right. It's ridiculous. People who have said that before, eh, slight issue with them. Yeah. Brian might have said that. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it, people get very parochial about certain things um hot dogs you can only have mustard or i'm like whatever the fuck you want on a thing
2: yeah exactly like, right
0: mayo whatever you want yeah yeah i don't care i don't care
2: it doesn't bother me <laughs> yeah, doesn't I don't have to, my life. if i
0: don't have to eat it no, i don't really care what's right. on your thing yeah
2: that's how i feel about people's kinks too as long as you're not hurting <laughs> anybody like yeah people get so pissed off
0: they do. What are some of the ones that people flip out about?
2: Oh, people get so mad at me about the pee thing. Like, they're really? Like, You're gonna get sick, and it's like you only get sick if you drink too much.
0: <laughs> How much is too much pee?
2: Ah, uh, you know. <laughs> 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 I, I can't quantify it, but you, you feel you it. Just know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like like one dude. He had subscribed to my OnlyFans. I have an OnlyFans page right. What's
0: what's the address, by the way? It's
2: OnlyFans.com/gothcharlotte, and for twelve ninety nine, you can watch videos of me taking giant dicks in my butt, drinking pee, or just like hanging out. I do a lot of public nudity stuff, so I post like that stuff. Oh, cool! It's it's like a a naked Patreon.
0: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's
2: fun, but this dude, like, he was so angry that he paid like. 12.99 and i have like a couple hundred videos on there at least like of me doing other stuff it's like if you don't like the p1 like scroll down like yeah the one underneath is me sucking a dick the one underneath that is like me getting like fucked like just choose your flavor like i posted in the caption like you chose to click on it but he's like you're so disgusting blah 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 and it's like I literally have like a urinal tattooed on my inner lip. Like don't act surprised when I drink a little piss piss.
0: Yeah. I, I'm stunned that he would be surprised because you have to go through a couple steps to sign up for your old yeah, fans.
2: It's like, you must be new here.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't. Yeah. He was not well yeah, researched. And he
2: kept saying, I'm going to unsubscribe. I'm going to unsubscribe. And then he wasn't. I think he was still jerking off. Like, of course. For a few days.
0: He wanted attention. It sounds like.
2: Yeah. And so many people do. It's, it's funny. So I, I try not to even respond to that reactionary stuff because people will oftentimes they'll feign like outrage Uh and then they'll be really mean. And then as soon as you give them attention, they flip the script and are really nice
0: and they love you and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's
2: really peculiar. So it's like, okay, here's the attention you ordered, but it's, I don't want to give people the satisfaction.
0: Right. And then that becomes a strange cycle too. You sometimes have to know when to Mm -hmm. limit the interaction. Every porn performer gets this, but you must get some strange fan approaches.
2: At conventions and stuff, um, uh-huh. I've been, like, I usually, the last time, like, I brought a bodyguard, like, oh, that makes stuff, sense. Uh, it's been a lot easier, but people will say really bizarre things to you in person. Sure. Like, it's less of an extent, as they say on the internet. Like, oh. <laughs> some of the stuff I read, I'm like, you wouldn't say this if you were standing face to face with me. But a lot of people, like, they they don't get quite to that level, but people really pop off at the mouth. And okay, it's like, yeah. oh, okay.
0: Which is jarring, because that kind of weirdness yeah. is a bad energy. And, like, what's the purpose of that, too? It's so,
2: it's so strange.
0: Do you like the conventions uh, otherwise, though? Is it generally nice? I like nice... it.
2: Like, for all the weird people, my really nice fans um, make it worth it. Like, uh, yeah. at this past Exotica, I one fan. She's really sweet. Um, I hope she's hearing this. But she, like... She has me tattooed on her arm. Oh, nice. And she like brought me like a coyote skull and like a dead like taxidermy duckling. And um the first time she met me, she like started crying and I'm like, "Oh my god, you're so sweet." And there's people, they're so dedicated and they like see you at every event and they like bring you gifts and they yeah. keep up with your life. They're like, "Oh, how's like your family?" Like they can watch all your stuff for free, but they'll still like buy a DVD to like support you, sure. even though it's like becoming an archaic thing. <laughs> um, so that, that kind of stuff, like I always have to bring like a, a big suitcase because people just give me so much stuff. Oh, and then, like, that's lovely. Yeah. But it, it's so sweet to think about like these people traveled like such a long way and they like had to carry like all this stuff with sure. them to the convention and stay right. in line forever. And then yeah. find you wait in line to see you. And then, Uh, So I just think that's really sweet.
0: It is wonderful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I had my first uh, experience at DragCon. Uh, last year and now i'm going to be doing the one in london and uh, la i'm really excited i'm doing a panel with sophie anderson i'm so excited i'm such a
2: fan of her her videos are so fucking funny they're
0: so great aren't they
2: she's like i'm on my way to lick some (laughs) pussy just driving in the car
0: (laughs) today's latest photo either on insta or twitter it just said lickens it was like her in some lady's lap Mm -hmm. and i was like she's the best she's the best
2: i love that she just doesn't give a fuck
0: no she doesn't and she's such a like a ball of white too. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that she comes to LA sometime soon.
2: I want to meet her. I'm oh, yeah.
0: You two would get along great. You two should come to a uh, drag con if you have the I would time to. I'd love to go.
2: Yeah. I like, I've heard some of the lines are long, but I, I feel like I'd have to pick like one or two people I really want to meet and then yeah. just devote that. But there are some people I'm like, would just flip out over meeting. So that would be really cool.
0: And I don't know what the, my panel situation is on the LA one, but if. They're open to doing something about porn and you guys are here or, you know, something like that mm-hmm. here. I say here because I'm um, out of my mind. I don't remember that I'm not <laughs> in Los Angeles. Um, I was so confused when I was at the Tammy Brown Gala because I was traveling so much mm-hmm. that someone was looking for weed. And I go, I'm sure one of our friends has some from and they go, yeah, we're in California. We can. I was like, right. Long Beach. We're in Long Beach. I, I, <laughs> I was like, I have a suitcase with me. So I think I'm overseas. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, we'll talk more about that. So the the fans are really incredible and i had a hot dog club meet up in london which was great and some of the gifts were just unbelievable the cards yeah that...
2: people are so nice yeah
0: they're wonderful and i saw this interesting thing i saw a panel with whitney cummings and paul Shear, and they were talking about how in today's sort of media landscape people either know what you had for lunch or they have no idea who you are
2: yeah nothing in between yeah exactly yeah yeah and uh, you really have to put yourself out on social media like Um, I have such a love-hate relationship with it because I I don't want to curate my persona or like my brand. I don't really have a brand. Like it's just me doing porn. It's like (laughs) an extension of like the sluttier parts of me. Mm -hmm. And then... I put like my hobbies and stuff out there, but but I think
0: that that helps to uh, solidify the brand actually because of the name Ghost Charlotte as well. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but oh, no uh, the uh, but also because you put your interests out there, I, I find that even like with the show, me at the beginning starting to talk about movies and and all that stuff, it sort of like did its own uh, curation, if you will.
2: Oh, totally! Yeah, it's just, it's just so much harder to pretend to be somebody else you might as well just be yourself and the people i've noticed who are so uh preoccupied with making this persona and creating this personality instead of just having their own personality and like displaying their genuine interests they don't do as well as the people who are just being (laughs) real but um yeah with the social media it's crazy because um I go to work, I try to put my phone down and yeah. not be on my phone all day because yeah. it's unprofessional and I get distracted and the day drags on. Sure. But if you're not like taking selfies, like, oh, I'm working with this person today. Right. People ask me, like, if I don't post for a few days, they're like, Hey, are you retired?
1: <laughs> and it's, it's like, true.
2: It's like, no. Like I have I work like all the time. Like sometimes like there'll be stretches in like busier months where I'm working like every single day. And if it's not for another company, it's for myself. Like I, yeah, I always stay busy, or I'm editing, or doing something. Um, but yeah, it's tough. And then Twitter is like LinkedIn for porn. So I don't it's have an true. agent, and I much prefer it that way.
0: Because you've had bad a- times with agents in, in the early days, right?
2: Yeah, I had an agent for like maybe a week or so, and it was just—I don't want to get into it, but it was oh, okay, really bad. sure. Yeah, they're—they're say- they're terrible. It's like glorified pimp. Um, <laughs>
0: But, I think you had a great quote. It's just another person getting in between you and your money.
2: Right. Like I always say, like, if you, you're sucking 100% of the dicks, so why would you give them 10 or 15% of the money? They're not even holding your hair back or anything.
1: <laughs> They're not doing shit. Like
2: it's it, it, a, a brain dead monkey could answer the phone, send an email and manage a Google calendar. Yeah and wake up in time to go to work and that's really all you have to do
0: right right that's true mm-hmm. another aspect that i like that uh that's making me think of is how hands-on and uh one man band being a porn performer is mm-hmm. you mentioned doing the editing and i know lance does he's editing right now yeah and so you shoot and um do everything what what's the shoot look like when you're doing one of your own shoots like do you have a camera person? Or are you doing the camera? Or what are the variants of that?
2: Oh, it depends. Like, um, I hold camera for my friends a lot. I just mm-hmm. like doing it. Um, It just depends what I'm doing. If I'm doing, like, OnlyFans stuff, sometimes I'll have a friend... Like I'll hire them to hold camera or sometimes we'll just, the phones are getting so sophisticated now. You right. can just set it up on a tripod or.
0: Sure. Like we were talking about before the new things yeah. like the Osmo pocket. That's the mm-hmm. camera that yeah, I was talking the Osmo
2: about. Pocket, yeah. I shot a scene uh, on one of those recently. They're, They're wild. great. They're yeah. so cool. Um, but yeah. So what's been really interesting to see is how the landscape of porn has changed with so much of the technology everything is becoming so much more accessible for the average person yeah. like um cam girls and content creators like they don't have to leave the house and they make a lot more money than some of us sure oh i want to work with this person you don't have to wait to get booked with them you can message them on twitter <laughs> and ask hey do you want to shoot only fans and yeah. you go to their house and you fuck them and you film it on your phone and then you both put them videos on your OnlyFans and you both make money. It's great. Yeah, it's so much uh easier and you can wear whatever you want. You don't have to say stupid lines if you don't want to. <laughs> right. Or if you're yeah. like doing your own, like you can write your own script. And like all the editing software, is, like there's oh, yeah. tutorials, there's all kinds of yeah. stuff like we can do everything ourselves and there's no excuse not to and not to in sure. your own content yeah because we don't get residuals when we do scenes like you get you <laughs> right. get one check, but yeah um, the only fans is great. like I wake up in the morning and I check my bank and there's money in it that I <laughs> got when I was sleeping from like an anal scene I did like a year ago. like people are still watching stuff, so it's, it's great. really cool.
0: It's great. It's very parallel with podcasting mm-hmm. and patreon stuff. I'm always happy to hear that. I always like when people control the means of production.
2: Yeah. Seize the means of production. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: right. Are you big into philosophy because of the name Sartre or Sartre or Sartre, which you'd like to say both of them, right?
2: I go back and forth to confuse people. <laughs> I love that <laughs> because it's so I, I wanted, I do like reading philosophy. I'm not like a philosophy nerd by uh-huh. any means. Like I have a casual interest in it. Um, but I love reading like, yeah, I love like all kinds of literature and stuff. And, um, sorry, it isn't even like my favorite, but, um, it just fit. Like, I, I, I kind of had this, I didn't expect like my porn to really like pan out long term. So I wanted to pick like a douchey, like kind of pretentious name. <laughs> and, um, so I'm like a big fan of Sasha Gray and, um, oh, she yeah. got her last name from the picture of Dorian Gray. Oh, right. Yeah. So she, Is a bit into existentialism, and she took a selfie with this book called, like, um, Existentialism from Dostoevsky to start. And, um, guys on like 4chan and shit, they always rip her to shreds. Like, look at this pseudo intellectual whore. Like, you think you can read a book and suck a dick at the same time? (laughs) But you're like creating this buzz around her. So people are like curious and they look her up and they're like, wow, she can take a dick. She's super hot. So I just kind of expected that to happen. And it totally fucking worked. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are fucking stupid. (laughs) And there's like people just hate women and like hate women having an interest in things like like a guy can have like a casual and like I'm just speaking in generalities. I'm not trying to be like. Andrest or anything but like a dude can have like a casual interest in like video games like i was sp- playing skyrim like when you <laughs> knocked on the door <laughs> but like if i post about having like an interest in video games people are like oh well you're not a real gamer or whatever and it's like i don't claim to be your like I what post kind of about
0: aspiration is that by the way. You right. Know? Yeah,
2: yeah. That's boring. Or like I post about like, Oh, I read this book and people are like, Oh, well you didn't really understand the concept of that one. Like, like you're not allowed to have a casual like interest in things and just take things at face value and sure. enjoy things for the sake of consuming like a product. Right. Right. Um, but it, I think like with dudes, like that's a lot more accepted. Like girls, we have this um and like i'm speaking in generality. well no this is very
0: true this is very true but yeah yeah, we
2: have this um this like magnifying lens like placed on us so i just i thought it would be funny to like (laughs) see like what people talk and of course they did but then like um on like the literature like board on 4chan and stuff
1: yeah
2: but then people like it's like some hateful shit with like a hot selfie of me. And people are like, oh, who's that? And then they search me on Pornhub and then I get ad revenue. So it so. fucking works.
0: <laughs> How does that work with Pornhub? Because or you porn, et cetera? Because they're essentially free clips. And I know that free clips are a problem in general, mm-hmm. right? With porn. But you do get ad revenue because of the searches?
2: Yeah. So the way I see it, like if you can't beat them, join them. Before I really had like a Pornhub presence, Uh people didn't really know about me because, um, and I'm guilty of this too. Like before I like realized like, oh, like most people aren't getting paid for their Pornhub videos because it's stolen content. Like, I thought that's just how you consume porn.
0: Sure, right. It was yeah, it's like kids who mm-hmm. grew up um with Spotify have no conception about like buying a record or right, whatever. Right,
2: right. And like I, my friends who like stream their stuff on Spotify or have their stuff available to stream on Spotify, mm-hmm. they're making like pennies just right. like I am with porn, but um yeah, you can have some videos that are like, you know, available like for purchase outright and mm-hmm. then some things uh where you get paid like per view, but it's like Okay such a small percentage sure like I have maybe I think I have at the moment like 70,000 subscribers on Pornhub like the last video I put up I think it has like 33,000 views so mm-hmm. far this was like went up maybe a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. I make like a little under 500 a month on Pornhub it's not good
0: <laughs> that's crazy yeah I laugh because it's crazy it's you know? so
2: crazy but my OnlyFans i have like about 300 subscribers on there and like at 12.99 per person like it really adds up so it's great but i would have a lot more money if i solely focused on that but like to have um a presence like you have to have stuff available for free so people find you but then um what i've discovered is it's like this with bands too like they'll stream an album on spotify but they'll buy the t-shirt
0: yes yeah, yeah so exactly. people they'll
2: watch me for free on pornhub but then they'll buy the t-shirt to show their friends like i jerk off to her
0: that's free on pornhub
2: <laughs> but i bought the t-shirt
0: that's right and you have a uh, one t-shirt right or do you have more
2: i have a couple have i'm a couple. thinking of doing more
0: you should i love the one that's the picture of you uh acting as the ashtray
2: uh thanks that one was I didn't really expect that one to like pop off so hard, Mm -hmm. Um, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I was shooting with a friend that day and we were doing all this crazy stuff. We were lighting shit on fire, like stuff that was very like high energy, like high effort. And then at the end of the day, like I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I was laying in bed. It was with a couple girls. They started smoking cigarettes. I'm like, you can ash that in my mouth if you want. My friend took a picture and then he signed the rights over to me and the rest is history. And then like eight people tattooed that like
0: seen, i saw some on in your insta stories right yeah, yeah like um
2: after that started happening i was like well if people like this um image enough like to get it tattooed on them like maybe people will buy it as a t-shirt and that's like my best selling one wow cool so that's been really cool and, yeah um, i have like a few sales every day when i first like put them out i um i sold like a lot like it was the emails were non-stop it was really cool yeah so it's really interesting to see the things that people are willing to pay for and not willing to pay for and it's so, yeah. it's so important to keep up with trends and social media helps a lot with that and um I think being a young person also helps like i'm I'm in touch with what the young people are buying. <laughs>
0: I enjoy social media and the trends in the same way. I love like taking on phrases that are uh, yeah, common and stuff. Fun. It's lots of fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's very much a mindset. Yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? Yeah, that you you can stay with as mm-hmm. long as you go. Or that old thing about uh, what the, you know. It's like uh, people like uh, I'm trying to think older comedians who can roll with that. Not. Carl Reiner. I can't remember exactly. He'd be a good one for you. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're hot for Carl Reiner, right? He's well over 50. (laughs) Mel Brooks. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
2: And I think a lot of dudes like don't really get hot until they're 50. Like I remember like growing up, all the girls are like, Oh my God, Brad Pitt is so hot. I'm like, what do you mean? He just looks like a normal man. Like I, I don't have a concept of what Men's attractiveness is Uh-huh. or I don't all the time. I think I'm getting better, but it's still like a foreign. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know what my taste is, but then like he, um, I just saw that once upon a time in Hollywood movie <laughs> and he's like 55 and I'm like, why did I not notice Brad Pitt before? <laughs> he's like very handsome yeah. because he's 55. <laughs> there you go.
0: That's the magic, uh, combination of factors. Yeah. So I'm imagining that you like the scene on the roof when he's fixing the antenna.
2: Yeah. But I think, um, Tarantino liked that even more than I did. Like, why would that be in the movie? Why would it
0: be in there? Sure. Yeah. yeah. That there are a lot of feet, a lot of feet in the film. A
2: lot of feet, but I, I think he's become so self-aware of that. Like, the, I think that's why he put like the dirty like feet.
0: I think so too. And he yeah. made the
2: scenes really long, like with the feet in them. Really but, long. You know, when I was I, I watched that movie a couple times in theaters, and more of the like horny gasps on the during the shirtless Brad Pitt scene yeah. came from men and women.
0: <laughs> you know, I saw it at the, at the arc light and it was definitely a split. Yeah.
2: I miss the arc light so much. I used to, well, uh, I would walk over there and see movies all the time. Oh,
0: sure. Did you ever go to the new Beverly?
2: i haven't yet
0: okay when you come to la you have to it's my excuse me as listeners know it's my favorite theater one of my favorite places in the world and it's tarantino's and um there's still screening once upon a time in hollywood i want to see it there again yeah i love that movie so much
2: it's great like i didn't like it so much the first time but the second time i appreciated it more la has so many cool uh movie events like i used to go to like Thirty-five millimeter screenings of things all the time, like the night movies. I saw Baby Driver with a Q and A by Edgar Wright before. Oh, cool! And then I saw like a a thirty-five millimeter midnight screening of Taxi Driver, and they had um, he was a minor character, but one of the cab drivers from. Oh, which one was it,
0: Peter Boyle or
2: um the guy who played Doughboy?
0: Oh, okay. I know who you mean. I can't remember his yeah. name. Oh wait, Taxi Driver is your favorite movie, right?
2: One of my favorites. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I, I kind of go back and forth, but I I love uh, stuff from that era.
0: Me too. Uh, yeah. What about Taxi Driver? Is it that uh, you think mm, sort of I it to you?
2: That it's an unreliable narrator. Mm, I and love I, that too. Yeah. I love the grittiness, and I love how you're not really sure what the ending is, but it, it's so up for interpretation, and right. um, it, it's. It's not considered a fantasy movie, but I, I think it is. It's like the um, like Travis Bickle's hero fantasy.
0: Yeah, right. It's almost a fantasy in the way that like not quite like Fight Club, mm-hmm. but there's something in it about alienation and uh, also the male psyche.
2: Yeah, right? I love that. It's like it's more of a, a movie about like his own brain than like what's <laughs> happening around him.
0: Right, exactly. And also... It's so uncomfortable to watch in those scenes with Sybil Shepherd when it's like yeah. past the point. Oh, oh God. It's...
2: <laughs> He's so awkward. It's so bad. I read somewhere. I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I read that De Niro had um, asked her out on a date like in real life and then she turned him down. I don't know if that was before or after. Oh, okay. Yeah. Filming, but I'm sure that didn't help.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> no. Especially because I'm sure he used all that. That's yeah. part of the yeah mm-hmm. i remember uh thinking about how the alienation in it is so intense mm-hmm. and also that whole thing of getting your hours screwed up have you ever been like that have you ever had been a nocturnal person or
2: yeah like especially coming back from europe like um even when i'm there it's like really difficult because i, I have to wake up so early and yeah. then i'm hanging out with people late at night so i'm not sleeping at all and i don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah and then i come back home and then i'm waking up And starting my day at like four in the morning because I'm so jet lagged.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then getting exhausted midday. And do you take a nap or do you power through and how do you do that? Yeah. yeah.
2: Sometimes the nap fucks you up. So sometimes it's, it's better to power through it. But yeah. And uh, when I was working in a strip club, I had like a nocturnal stripper hours. Oh, sure. It's super isolating because the rest of the world is doing things. Not at the time you are doing things.
0: Right. And I imagine too, just from adrenaline, even if there wasn't substances involved, the come down from performing until what four in the morning?
2: Oh yeah. I would usually like, you know, wrap up around four and then I would be home at like four thirty or five. And then like you get a Denny's or something and then the sun's coming up and now it's time to go to bed.
0: <laughs> yeah. And well actually so weird. to tie it into a uh, taxi driver, it, I think it's on the album that Travis gives the civil shepherd character mm-hmm. Sunday morning coming down by Chris Christopherson. Oh yeah. 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 I'm a huge Chris Christopherson fan as well. I don't know. Uh, that doesn't really, uh, not that pertinent, but that's mm-hmm. the show. You've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mentioned, uh, taxidermy before and mm-hmm. you are, uh, a taxidermist, right?
2: Yeah. Um, before I got into porn, actually, um, I took it up as a hobby and mm-hmm. it's kind of my dream to someday stop performing as much and just make money off taxidermy, but it's a really hard way to make a living and I, I wouldn't, be able to keep up the same lifestyle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, certainly the hours would be different. All Mm -hmm. right. Um, Yeah. How do you make money from taxidermy?
2: I think there's more money in teaching for sure. You can like travel around the country and have little workshops and teach people how to do things where it's really easy for you to get the materials like say, um, okay, I'm going to teach everybody how to mount a rat or a rabbit, Mm -hmm. something you can, You can order them frozen online at wholesale prices. And then, um, you can host it like, I don't know, in an Airbnb or like a a buddy's house, Uh or I'll give you a free lesson if we can use your kitchen table. And then, um, just travel around doing that at like two or 300 bucks a head, Mm -hmm. like minus cost of materials. It really adds up. Um, yeah, selling pieces. It's so labor intensive. Oh, um, yeah.
0: How long? Would, oh, sorry to cut you off, but how long would it take to do a piece?
2: Well, to do a rabbit, like, if you're really paying attention to the details, it can take, like, five or six hours, sometimes, like, eight hours. Wow. The pinning takes the longest. Um, and the pinning
0: is to pin it to the surface? Is, or what is um, that?
2: You just pin it in whatever position you want it to be Oh, in. I see. Okay. Um, But it, it, there's so many details. Like, with a rabbit, you have to... Tape the ears into the position you want because otherwise, when they dry, they crinkle. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Like you have to put pins like in the lips so that the lips and cheeks and everything are positioned mm-hmm. correctly, and in the eyes, like you put the fake eyes in, and then the eyes, like it's if the eyes are fucked up, everything looks fucked up <laughs> oh, because sure. there's so much of the personality right. is in the eyes, and um, they it's like have
0: a bad to... painting or something. But the yeah, eyes are fucked up. Yeah, yeah. they
2: have to be. Completely symmetrical and anatomically correct, and that's so difficult. Yeah,
0: I can imagine.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so you could spend like an hour just fucking, oh god, I gotta put the pin in here. This um eyelid is two millimeters lower than this one, and Mm -hmm. this whole thing's fucked up. It gets it's a huge pain in the ass. And then, yeah, if you're like a hunter or something, you take, let's say, I don't know, a deer mount to a taxidermist. They can be so backed up that it takes like a year for you to get your shit back. Oh wow! Um, so I think if you're doing pieces, like it's much better to do something like really small. Yeah. And sell the shit out of them. Something like really, like gimmicky but cute. Uh uh-huh. um, Sure, that always works. Like um, uh, like oh, I'm selling little mice that are dressed up as like leather daddies. Or, I don't know. <laughs> that's just
0: no. That's a really good idea. Yeah.
2: Right, yeah, and like um, because that could take like. Like, a uh, smaller things usually not always, but usually take less time to do. Yeah. So, okay. I've got something small. It's not taking up all the space in my freezer. Yeah. I can ship them out. It's cheap to ship them cause it's a small thing. Sure. I can crank them out. Um, but yeah, I, I think most of the people I've talked to who teach, like make more money than people who, um, are just producing. And like, if you're teaching one-on-one, uh, an apprenticeship from a taxidermist, it can cost like upwards of twelve thousand dollars. Oh, Wow. you go to a taxidermy school for like six weeks or something. Yeah. that type of instruction it's thousands and thousands of dollars, so it's the teachers are making a lot.
0: <laughs> they definitely are yeah. Now you you taught yourself mm-hmm. uh, walk me through teaching yourself how to do that
2: um well I took I've taken a couple classes, but mostly the internet is great. There's a lot of free resources. Um, Taxidermy.net is great. Uh-huh. There's so many threads people made. Like, hey, um, like uh, I've always had weird pets. So I had a pet bearded dragon who passed away. And oh. I'm like, I wonder if I could mount her. Mm-hmm. I can show you her afterwards. Yes, She's in that'd my be great. Room. Um,
0: well, can we take a video of you bringing me in the spider room and seeing whether or not I yeah, freak out? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a little messy in there, so I'll. I'll
0: You'll know, pre-condition, uh, yeah. uh, and then totally. I, th- I just—I realized I think I might have left my Osmo pocket in the Uber. Oh no! But at least it wasn't wasn't a taxi.
2: That's good. You and the can guy was back.
0: nice. Yeah, the guy was nice. So I'll call him and I'll I'll figure it out. I'll okay. figure it out. Yeah, because it's, it's got me and Piazzadora joking around on it. I need that, but it, yeah. it'll be fine. I'll sort that out. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, I'll I'll help you if you need. Um, oh, thank you. But yeah, so I, w- I was looking on the forum. I just typed in like bearded dragon, and sure enough, somebody's like. Hey, like I hadn't seen any guides on how to do this. So here's how I did my bearded dragon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, great. Like I can buy those types of um, glass eyes from this store. And then yeah. I can get these chemicals and blah, blah, blah. So a, a lot of stuff is you just figured out yourself. Um, yeah. but It's cool. It's very DIY. Yeah. It's
0: super DIY and very goth.
2: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you're welcome. <laughs> now, in terms of goth music and goth culture, uh, well, do you remember first getting into goth stuff? Also, if, mm-hmm. if you want another water, we can pause for a second or anything.
2: I'm good. I'll probably pee and then get more water. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, ever since I was a kid, like I, I listened to, my mom like used to be a biker, so she was into darker uh, oh, stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. What, what do bikers listen to?
2: I She listened to David Bowie and like Led Zeppelin and stuff. So it's like that. Type of biker, I don't know, yeah.
0: Well, no, uh, that makes that, that clarifies for me. That's that kind of biker, that kind yeah. of biker, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, when I was like in middle school or something, I listened to a lot of emo stuff because that was very popular at the time. Oh, sure, yeah. And then, um, I don't know, I started listening to like Bauhaus and Christian Death and all that, and I really liked that, yeah. Did um, you go
0: to any of the Bauhaus reunion shows?
2: I haven't yet. I heard, uh, didn't Peter Murphy have a heart attack?
0: He did like a couple months ago. Yeah, he's had a wild few years, right?
2: He is. He, <laughs> he converted to Islam and started smoking meth.
0: I know. I know. Which That's quite a back. It's two seemingly unrelated things. <laughs> but no, Peter Murphy, he's going to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the thing that always uh, re- uh, resonates, uh, not resonates, the thing I always remember from that bust is he was in like a Subaru, uh, which is the last car I'd ever expect Peter Murphy to be in.
2: I know. It's so <laughs> it's so goth that it is. I know
0: and I think it was like a greenish uh, like yeah yeah. (laughs) bizarre he's
2: he's still my hero he's really cool
0: (laughs) he's super cool I'm like adamant about living in Turkey Mm -hmm. and like yeah he's just doing his own thing
2: Yeah. yeah 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 we're he's much cooler than all of us i think
0: <laughs> <laughs> let him do his, uh, his math whatever yeah exactly. whatever he wants yeah <laughs> so Bauhaus, christian death and uh, anyone else you're a bowie fan as well right
2: love bowie and you know i love i listen to a lot of the typical stuff i love like joy division i mean mm. they're not really goth but um yeah everybody's sisters of mercy all that sure. stuff i listen to a lot a lot of black metal currently oh like who um,
0: I don't know the genre that well, so I'm interested. I love, I
2: love Dark Throne. Um, everybody likes Mayhem. Everyone's problematic fave is Burzum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, problematic, how come?
2: Well, so it's a one-man deal, and he murdered um, the dude from Mayhem oh really and then uh he went to jail for a little bit but it's norway so they don't really punish people (laughs) that severely they put him in like an ikea decorated room (laughs) and they're like here's some synthesizers like you just think about what you did so then um he was like making dungeon synth which is like um it's like medieval sounding synthesizer music yeah it's like a spun off from uh black metal which i listen to a lot of that too i like ambient um instrumental stuff mm-hmm. um so he gets out and then he's uh, become this uh like pretty much basically like a neo-nazi dude and
1: oh wow he this had is problematic this, this sure.
2: youtube channel where he's explaining like super like pseudoscience things like uh you know people from um, from nordic countries can see better in the dark because of our blue eyes and it's like that's not how eyes work <laughs> at all um but people are like believing it like oh okay i can see that and it's you know you put something on the internet long enough it oh yeah people believe it but so people are so angry about him being racist and stuff yeah that they forget he murdered somebody.
0: (laughs) I guess that's a good plan. If you want people to forget you murdered someone, right? Yeah. Real racist.
2: racist. And it's like, neither are acceptable, but what's (laughs) less acceptable.
0: That's a really good point. Actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I have this shirt. I just got it. I really love it, and it's um, it's a picture of Morrissey, who uh-huh. I also love, but is also like Wildly problematic. problematic. Okay. Less maybe and less it,
0: problematic
1: than the other guy. It's but... A
2: picture of Morrissey, and then underneath it says "my own personal Burzum.
1: <laughs> so it's like
2: my sneaky way of saying like I listen to both of these musicians, but I don't want people to know about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's like hiding in plain sight with that. Mm-hmm. That's good.
2: Nick Cave had a um, who I also love. Yeah, he's he, great. um uh he had some interesting points to say about this it's mm-hmm. like when somebody makes music and i'm like paraphrasing it he said this a hell of a lot more eloquently <laughs> he's like I-, I listen to a song it becomes like it was made for me yeah right and it's completely removed from the artist right so i, I think that's such a-, a cool way to look at things it's like i still watch movies with kevin spacey and shit
0: yeah like, no right yeah, it's yeah. you can't just, like, stop.
2: Well, if you remove, like, everybody who's ever done something horrible in their lives, like, you won't be able to interact with anybody or do anything.
0: No, that's true. Because
2: everything's canceled.
0: This episode is brought to you by patreon.com slash Friends in cooperation with onlyfans.com slash charlotte Wholesome content for your ears and wholesome content for your eyes.
2: So, like, we were mentioning... Peter Murphy's so goth he can do stuff that's not goth and it becomes goth. So that's yes. how I feel about a lot of the music I listen to. Like Yeah. I love hip hop and R and b Like I love Usher. I love um I love Brother Lin Chung and like Cool Keith and mm-hmm. Three Six Mafia and stuff. And um I love Whitney Houston, but she's like especially goth because she died.
0: And she had such like a, a crazy mix of sorrow and unrequited love.
2: Oh, totally. Like, uh, and more and more of that stuff keeps coming out and it's like, especially heart wrenching. But yeah, that the Gothic subculture is an interesting one because people are such purists and gatekeepers about it. Right. And it's like, you can listen to like other stuff and still be goth like nobody's really goth anymore like the 80s are gone
0: (laughs) yeah right right right. there's no sense of keeping to these strict rules about stuff it makes stuff so unfun
2: yeah it's not fun like to say okay this is what i want to be a part of and this is my personality these are the things i'm allowed to listen to
0: right and this is what
2: i'm allowed to wear
0: (laughs) yeah it's very limiting Mm -hmm. now do you ever get any kind of bullshit about that from people
2: a little bit but um I think once, like you stop caring so much, you kind of give off this air of like not caring.
0: Yeah, I um, think that's really true, and a really good point for listeners too, who have maybe some issues about being their full, true, expressed self in general, right.
2: right? And um, yeah, I get a people will comment like on my stuff, like, "Oh, she's not really goth because I wasn't wearing black in that scene or something." Oh yeah,
0: you had red on. Oh, not good. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and it's it's really silly. Like I can be goth, like outside of porn. I can't dress like how I really want to dress in the porn because <laughs> I'm hired to do a job. Yeah. Right. And the script says this, these are the wardrobe choices they gave me. Sure. And I'm stuck with that. And also like, you don't have to like, I don't have to be fucking wearing black lipstick like all day, every day. <laughs> like that's annoying. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. Exactly. You don't have to just look like I have one look. Yeah. It'd be dull. You, you know, we were talking about your only fans and you were talking about, the more dominant stuff that you do and, mm-hmm. and there's the ball busting and pegging.
2: Yeah, I you do. Know. I do that. I've moved all that stuff to my clips for sale. I kind of have to divide up the things I do. So when I was putting femdom stuff and fetish stuff on my only fans, I was losing subscribers. Like the guys who oh, wow. want to see me get fucked in the ass don't necessarily want to see me kick a guy in the balls. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, um, with the guys who want to see me kick somebody in the balls, they don't want to see me get fucked. My interests intersect all over the place and I like combining all my fetishes. So it's like with my husband, like I kick him in the balls and then like we fuck and it's like awesome. If I made a video of that, like, um, I could have like two versions, like they wouldn't be priced the same, but for all intents and purposes in this example, like Mm -hmm. I have one version with just the ball busting. And then I have the version with the ball busting and the sex, which seems like a better deal to me and a hotter movie. Yeah, yeah. But people don't buy that one. It's weird. And I think that that also comes with the landscape of Clips for Sale. It's always been a fetish based site. Right. So if there is sex, it has to be like a super specific kink. And with femdom, it's such an interesting fetish. I think it's become a vicious cycle, like guys looking for femdom porn, a lot of women who do dominatrix type things don't want to do sex on camera or they mm-hmm. won't mix sex into their sessions. Okay. So guys who have an interest in like getting ball busted or whatever, they're looking for this type of porn and there's no sex in it. So the, in their mind, the sex is removed from the fetish completely.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that makes sense. So yeah. they
2: think like, Oh, I, I only like this separately from the sex. And I, I've talked to a lot of dudes like they would, much rather get kicked in the balls than have sex at all. Like it's better than sex for them. But okay. I think that also can be conditioned based on what type what, of porn se- is available. Yeah.
0: Right. And there is an interesting, uh, I guess division of certain types of things in the mm-hmm. femdom stuff. Cause if you, if I, if I was going to say, if you, I'm going to say, if I just casually search femdom stuff, cause I like pegging, but I don't like the, I don't like, I like more like Lance's videos for yeah, pegging.
2: me too. And it, yeah. it's so funny. And, and that's not my style of domination is to yell at somebody and, like, be cracking the whip and being, like, a cunty bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, like, walk and I'm like, hey, is it okay if I kick you in the balls? Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to do that. But because we both like it and it's, like, yeah. we're having fun and, like, there's a sweetness to it. That's why he's, like, his si- sweet femdom. So, right, right. I like that. But yeah like i think people have been conditioned to believe like brutality is a must with femdom because that's all that is available
0: right especially with the pegging like yeah. there's this thing as if the guy's supposed to hate it or he's supposed like... to
2: hate it and it's got to be this gigantic strap on and they both have to be wearing latex like no matter how slippery or sweaty that <laughs> is underneath yeah. there yeah and uh oh yeah that he has to be getting whipped the whole time Right. And um, she has to be yelling at him and calling him a slave
0: and belittling his penis or yeah, yeah. all
2: of that stuff. And it's like, if you like that, that's cool. But like, oh,
0: totally cool. It doesn't but like...
2: always have to be that way. So you get so many guys, they think that's what pegging is. So yeah. they're like, well, I don't want a chick being mean to me. Like, I want to put stuff in my ass, but not if it's going to be like that. It doesn't have to be like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. You don't have to have someone to be mean to you to put something in your ass.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, do you do a lot of the JOI clips?
2: I've done some of them, but I'm not so good at just talking to the camera. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, when I have to do solo scenes or like solo VR stuff, yeah, it's such a pain in the ass because I don't know what to say. There's another person there. I can kind of bounce my energy off of them. Sure. And improvise. And especially if we were both like talking to each other, like yeah. you, that's how a conversation works. Like yeah. you say one thing, I say another, <laughs> but if I'm just sitting there in front of the camera. So normally if, There's another girl there and we both have to talk into the camera. I'm like, okay, okay. You say something first and then that'll give me an idea.
0: Right. And you can bounce back and and build on something like that. Yeah, Yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, just sitting there. I know some girls make a killing doing those. It's, it's just not my thing when I make them, they sell, but I'd much rather shoot stuff I have a lot of fun with, like ball busting or pegging less often mm-hmm. than grind out the JOIs I don't really enjoy doing.
0: Yeah. So why bother, right? Yeah. Yeah. And with the ball busting, uh, how delicate of uh, an operation is that? Like you mentioned, uh, if you drink too much pee, you can get sick. So how yeah. is there too many taps?
2: It depends on the, the person. Uh-huh. Like I've worked with guys who are like, oh, I'm not really into ball busting, but then they can take a lot more than they think they can oh, and we're still able to get like a decent amount out of them. My husband, he can't go as hard as he used to. He's had, like, internal bleeding in the past from right. girls who are way too mean to him. Jay West, he's, like, the champion of ball busting. Uh-huh. I've never met anybody who can take it like him. And he legitimately loves it. Like, I I don't want to do something to somebody if they hate it. Like, I feel like I'm raping them. There's nothing fun about that. Um, But, like, uh, with him, he'll, like tell you to keep going and he's like I might throw up from getting kicked so hard but I'm really enjoying it wow yeah and like you know he lets himself get to that level but it's all like discussed and agreed sure. upon stuff it's nothing outside of his comfort level
0: it's like with you and the the prod and the 99 not 100 thing
2: yeah but it's like um like afterwards like he's like smiling so much he's like oh thank you like those were perfect kicks like and that makes you feel feel really good like you're doing something and like it seems like painful and horrible and cruel on the outside, but it's like this person is in control of what you're doing to them and they're appreciative of what you're doing. So that makes me feel good that I'm giving somebody else pleasure.
0: Sure. And again, it's a situation like you said before with the sub controlling Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Yeah. You do some cuckolding videos too, right?
2: Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not like my favorite fetish. Like Mm -hmm. I I get the idea behind it, Mm -hmm. but in my head, I'm like, if there's another dude there, why aren't you both fucking me? But I don't, I know some people love to be humiliated and stuff. I find it really hard to humiliate people. I don't like saying mean things. Yeah. Cause it hurts my feelings. Sure. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to call your dick small. Cause like, I don't think it's that small. I think it's a perfect size. Like yeah. I would enjoy that. No, please call my dick small. Oh, I feel conflicted here. I feel yeah. bad. You're just sitting there watching. No, i like to watch. Oh, but don't you want to put it in my butt or something while he's in my pussy? Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. It's like confusing for me, but I do. Um, I do do some cuckolding stuff. I just, um, I just did a cuckolding scene like a few days ago actually mm-hmm. and i uh, was part of like a whole femdom like dvd thing i'm mm-hmm. doing um so that's cool that's like the first dvd i've done where it's like all, me in every scene and also like me only doing like femdom stuff so okay that's cool. that's gonna be interesting
0: yeah did you ever escort Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, did that. Do I live and breathe? <laughs> that, that, that's cool. So, did that uh, start at the same time as porn, or was that beforehand?
2: That was after porn, and I was really scared about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for a while, I was working in a legal brothel, but you know, you keep a hundred percent of the money when you're doing it independently yeah and there's it's a little safer in the legal brothel but it's there's an element of danger anytime you're meeting up with somebody for the first time so I would much rather meet somebody like with a friend there that I trust and oh, okay. they've seen this dude a few times before okay. so it's like they have that rapport and sure he's like vouched for and vetted and all that yeah but yeah it's, it's great it's it's so cool like I, I genuinely genuinely enjoy like um when i've done it before like having like a no pretenses like fun time with somebody yeah and like we go out to dinner or whatever and um we fuck and like have fun and they just like a lot of times these dudes like the sex is like only a small part of it they Mm -hmm. just want to hang out with somebody and like cuddle and like shoot the shit and like connect uh, on an emotional level with like another human being. Sure. And like, I think that's such a pure form of interaction.
0: We're very, I say we, the show is very pro uh, Mm -hmm. escorting and sex work in general. Me too. I was actually on a date, the chair and Sophie had in new Orleans for like a day I was hanging out and the guy's great uh and he was like hey that guy's lots of fun anytime you want him to come along oh, like a fly awesome. out." it was super cool like I was way into 80s stuff and it was like lots of fun it that's was so cool wasn't it cool it was really fun
2: but yeah I, I hate this this uh stereotype and this prejudice against people who sell sex and also people who buy it like this shame around it like right oh he had
0: to pay for it yeah he had to pay
2: for it this is some creepy guy and like who lives in a basement or perhaps he's some cave troll maybe a bridge troll (laughs) 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 he lives in a dark place and he's got to be he's got to be ugly but he's either rich or he, like, had to scrape all of his couch change to pay for this.
0: Which, by the way, would have to be a lot of couch change, right? It would right? be a
2: lot of couch change. Um, Or, like, he must have a bad personality or whatever. But, oh, my God. The very first time I saw anybody, I thought it was too good to be true because this dude, um, I met him. This was in... um. Paris Mm -hmm. he flew me out put me in this like beautiful hotel room so I got to hang out in Paris a free vacation in Paris. pretty good yeah and then uh he's like okay I'm coming up at this time knocks on the door and I open it and I thought like it was a sting operation or something (laughs) because he was like dropped at a handsome and gorgeous yeah and he was like very smart and like had a cool cool things to talk about. He had like a massive dick and like <laughs> the
0: story just gets better and better. Yeah, by and the He way. was really
2: good at using it. And like, you know, he just put the money on the table. It was all like up front and we talked for a little bit and, um, but he kind of was like very professional about it. He's like, Oh, I'm only going to stay for this long. And I kind of wanted him to stick around. And I'm like, do you want to go again? And he's like, no, I, I gotta be somewhere. I'm like, okay. I felt like a little rejected at that point.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. but
2: Whatever. Um, but he just like, didn't want to deal with like, dating and wooing people and he had this very like specific type of girl like alt girls that he likes and uh i guess with his job he had like a financial type job he had trouble finding those types of girls
0: right the two worlds maybe yeah and
2: girls who like anal and like you know sometimes you have to take a girl on several dates before you find out if she's into anal or not yeah that's true But with a sex worker like you know right away like you can talk about it and it's not weird And so, like, I thought I was going to be arrested or something. I'm like, there's no way. Like, I just had sex with this really handsome guy. And he paid me for it. So I'm, like, freaking out. I'm searching my hotel room for, like, bugs and, like, microphones and stuff. Come to find out, like, pretty sure, like, uh, sex work is, like, decriminalized, at least, like, in France. Oh, wow. So I wasn't really breaking any laws, or at least that's what Google told me. I wasn't sure. (laughs) And I saw that dude, like, a few times after, and, like, it was always, like, super cool and easy, and I've had, like, fucking great times with people, like, gone to baseball games and stuff. Not to say that, like, I only like, like, going on fun excursions that are non-sexual with people, because I've had some, like, really good sex. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, the first time I came from, like, a guy eating my pussy was, like, when I was seeing a client who was, wow. like, really good at it. So. Yeah. I thought I was just broken until I had that experience. Sure. But, so I got a lot out of that. It was yeah, really cool. That's great. Yeah. Do so you
0: have this podcast called How Come? Yeah. My friend does it. and um, Oh, you know her? Yeah, Remy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's awesome. so cool. Yeah, Remy's great. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I love that one.
0: I'll, I'll let her know. I'll let her know. Because I think that you'd, you'd be great on it. Yeah.
2: Thanks.
0: You're welcome. And she's a lot of fun. Yeah. She loves hearing about all my new adventures as well. Oh, that's like.
2: so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and with escorting, like... You do kind of tail yourself to each client because mm-hmm. you want to personalize an experience for them. Sure. And like, oh, like they have like a big interest in 80s movies, but they don't like 70s movies or something. Just as an example, yeah. like I might really like 70s movies, but I won't talk about that so much because I want to keep the focus on the things they like. Right. There's a, right. There's a bit like there's that level of phoniness but is it but, phony,
0: though? See, that's the thing.
2: Yeah, it's no more phony than what everybody else does when they're talking to people. But, um, yeah, like you're taking somebody on a date, they don't, they might not show their true colors for like a long time.
0: A long time. People would um, do themselves a lot of favors if they were a little bit more upfront about who they are. Want yeah, a date, right? and
2: especially what they want, like, not just sexually, but just in general.
0: Oh, yeah, because people do this like thing where they like, yeah, that'd be great. Or like, I love hiking or whatever it is.
2: Yeah. And like, I don't know, I, I really enjoy like, you know, dudes who are like, okay, I want to do this, this and this. So, you know, okay, now I know what to do. And they like that. Yeah. And they get what they asked for because they asked for it. But right. So many people are walking around like unsatisfied sexually and in life because they're afraid to ask for what they want right because i don't know society looks down on certain things or it's yeah. like taboo to talk about sex yeah and, and uh, it's a little awkward it Not is. for me but <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but for a lot of people i mean yeah. i'm sure even guys who want to try pegging don't want to ask their girlfriend because they might think this or that
2: oh totally god there's such a stupid stigma about that like well i can't ask so and so or i can't talk about liking this because that means i'm gay and it's like even if it did mean you're gay, like, <laughs> yeah. that's still fucking cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. That. Yeah, but yeah. Also, like, how is it gay if it's a girl putting it in your ass?
0: No, that's true. And then yeah. when people get uptight or, like, argue, no, no, it's gay because, like, why do you care so much? Yeah,
2: or, like, it's gay because it's shaped like a penis. Like, my fist is not shaped like a penis. <laughs> it's shaped like a fist. It's a woman's fist. like my nails are painted. Like, it's on- it's only <laughs> gay if you make it gay. Like, you're fulfilling your own destiny.
0: You can fist your own ass, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Before um, before I ever kissed anybody. <laughs> I, <was laughs> I doing love that. that. Again,
0: d- right into the deep end. Yeah,
2: because yeah, like, I wanted to see if I could do it. That was my goal, and then I kept moving the goalpost after that. <laughs> um, it is tricky to like get as deep as I want to go just because I don't have long spaghetti arms. Uh-huh, sure. I would love to have long spaghetti arms, but I don't. <laughs> and then wrists only bend a certain way
0: sure so how far up can you get
2: well it kind of gets stuck uh here right before the curve in my wrist just okay. because I can't get yeah it farther. Right. you can't get the... but if somebody else is in there like they can usually get pretty deep but I'm not much of like a depth person I'm uh-huh. definitely like a girthy okay uh fans some people really love like super long toys uh-huh sure I would just rather put something like really wide but short in my butt uh-huh I'm more impressed with like how big I can get it.
0: <laughs> oh, sure. Because well, yeah. with
2: the ass, like there's not a lot of nerve endings in your rectum. Uh-huh. So past like a few inches, you don't really feel anything. Oh, okay. So you're getting, you're getting, at least for me, I'm getting more out of it by like maximizing the width. Filling up. Yeah. Cause it, my butt doesn't know the difference like between six inches and nine inches or mm-hmm. whatever.
0: Does your vagina?
1: Yeah.
2: but not always a good thing like there's no cervix in my ass so i can i can take like longer dicks in there like yeah there's there's been quite a few times i've been doing the scene and it'll be like anal involved but the director wants me to start with like a vaginal position yeah and it's just getting your cervix rammed is not fun it feels like getting punched in the stomach over and over again like in a not sexy way like i have to i have to be ready for that uh-huh. And like in the mood for that. So I'm like, can we just put it in my ass? And then you can pound away at it because you're not hitting any walls. Yeah,
0: right, right. Yeah. So in terms of uh, really extreme sized dicks, because mm-hmm. uh, you've had some videos with that, right?
2: Yeah, like uh, my friend Dredd, he's such a sweet dude. I think his dick is like 12 inches or something. Wow. He might be the biggest or maybe the second biggest guy in porn there's another guy, I think his name is Vlad or something, but I haven't worked with him. So I can't like measure. It's not like I carry around a measuring tape with me, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, Yeah. But every time I I work with him, the first time I worked with him, I couldn't get it in my pussy at all. It was just hurting too much. Wow. Okay. And, um,
0: so I'm guessing very girthy as well.
2: So girthy. And also like my pussy is just not really elastic. Like I've been to the doctor and my doctor is like, you have so much scar tissue in here. Like you're just getting torn up all the time. And he's like trying to feel, he's like, he literally told me, he's like, you've the vaginal elasticity of a 52 year old woman. And you're 22. (laughs) I'm 24 (laughs) now, almost 25. So I had to get on like special medication that they give to like menopausal women to help with like elasticity. It's like a medical thing. (laughs) I thought there was something wrong with me. And there was, I'm like, I'm, I'm just not enjoying sex. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, now that like my pussy is like stretching where it's better but yeah every time i work with him and we shoot like only fan stuff in the vagina like i always get torn and then i can't work for like a week afterwards oh, wow!
0: but the butt like you said
2: the just... butt is fine even like if my butt gets torn a little or i bleed a little bit it doesn't hurt and um i'm fine the next day mm. like uh i shot with him once and then like I had like three or four more days of like anal scenes after that. Yeah. And I thought my butthole would just collapse, but it was totally fine. But, um, yeah, my pussy was broken. So every set I went on, (laughs) I was like, Hey, is it okay if this is an anal only scene? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think
0: we could do that. Sure. Yeah.
2: Oh my god, in Europe, it's like never a problem. They're like disappointed if you can't do anal. Oh
1: really? They're like, like,
2: what do you mean? But if it's just with one dude, it's only like an extra hundred bucks. So I'm like, I'm not gonna do an anal scene for like six hundred dollars. You kidding me? <laughs> um, but if it's like part of if I'm like doing like I don't know like a big scene or something or it, yeah. it's an agreed upon thing where it's like a higher rate and like, hey, can I only do anal? And they're like. Oh, yes, of course. Like, we don't know what vaginas are out here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those are just for show. Yeah. Are, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that reminds me of a scene of yours that has come up on the show quite a few times. Oh. The prolapse one where you licked the prolapse.
2: Oh, yeah. I've licked a few prolapses in my day. It's so funny. I always thought prolapsing was like an absolute hard living of mine. Like, I don't want to see them. I don't want to touch them. Yeah. I don't want to prolapse myself. And, and, then I, and for
0: those who don't know, what, what is a prolapse? What a prolapse, happens with a prolapse?
2: It's like a flower blooming.
0: <laughs>
1: well, it's your
2: butthole falls out of itself a little bit uh-huh. and it goes right back in. You're not like walking around with like a sausage like sticking out of there. Um, those little toys that are like rubber and it's like a tube and it's filled with water. You know what I'm talking about? And you so. squeeze them and they like roll in uh, on themselves. Yes.
0: yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. Um, So they're modeled, honestly, after prolapses, probably. Yeah,
2: literally. Um, But oh my God, like it came face to face with one. I just wanted to put my face in it and it tasted delicious. And I'm like, okay, there's nothing really like that I find particularly gross or offensive about this. And then it just went back into her butt afterwards. Oh, okay. And she was totally fine. And then I was trying to do it for a long time, but it's like with anything else, you can make your butthole strong in such a way that you can prolapse on command and then suck it back in. Yeah. Like you can like have an accidental prolapse, but like to make it like really pretty, you have to like practice it. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So the only time I've had like a really nice prolapse I was satisfied with was, um, I was getting fisted by a dude Mm -hmm. and then he pulled it out and his hand was so big. It just kind of pulled everything out (laughs) and then it went back in. But like, I thought it was really cool. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I liked it. It didn't It didn't hurt or anything. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. So I just imagined it would hurt. You yeah, know? yeah. But
2: I I used to like every time I'd be on Twitter and like I follow a lot of crazy European like anal girls, uh-huh. like Hot Kinky Joe and Melissa White and the girls who put a lot of big things in their bed. Okay. Every I'll time have to check them out. Every time I'd come across the prolaps, be like, oh God, ew. But I wouldn't unfollow them because I love them. Like, yeah. you, you know, you do your own thing. I'll just scroll past the things <laughs> I don't like. And now I'm like, I tried it and I really like it. So don't knock it till you try it.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. I think it was just more the shock of it. I'd never seen that before.
2: It's fun. Yeah. It's cool. Or at least I think it is. You don't have to.
0: Are there any uh, porn things that you don't like to watch?
2: Mm, I don't really like incest stuff. I have a twin brother growing up and I don't know. I've never been like attracted to a family member. I, I just personally find it weird, even if they're like tangentially by marriage related. to Sure. Me i don't know i'm just not into it so i can't watch stuff that i'm into and then uh or i can't watch stuff that i'm not into really and uh i don't really like doing those types of scenes because it's so cheesy and the scripts are always so fucking stupid it's become such a thing in porn like i hear complaints all the time like why are we only doing stepbrother and stepsister porn now or that's all the porn i can find like because it got so popular yeah people are making so much of it to like ride that way sure that it's flooded the internet go on Pornhub like right now I'm sure like one of the top things is like oh stepbrother stepsister oh totally because there's yeah. so much of it people are like maybe I maybe I should be into this because <laughs> there's this, a lot of yeah, it maybe, so maybe they I should th- like this yeah yeah so it's like the porn like training people to be <laughs> into shit
0: squirting's a thing for you right yeah did it just happen one day or did you discover it um, I remember how did that come about
2: Right before before I got into porn The person I was dating He made me squirt and I was like Oh I didn't know I could do that And then uh, it would happen by accident uh-huh. In scenes um, And then uh, I talked to some Girls and they are like oh this is how you maximize It and make like you know like a super Soaker type soup <laughs> so basically um, You You can drink a lot of water it's easier if you Drink like a sports beverage like Pedialyte oh. or Gatorade something yeah. with Electrolytes and yeah. saline in it Cause that actually hydrates you more and, um, your body flushes it out easier versus if you just drink a bunch of water, your body kind of absorbs it. Mm-hmm. I've seen guys like chug water and they can't piss. I'm <laughs> like, cause you didn't drink Gatorade or,
1: sure, yeah, or like absorb- ha- half
2: the water and then drink a Red Bowl. Cause like that'll act as a diuretic.
1: Right, right. Um,
2: but yeah, so you just super hydrate yourself, you make a full bladder and then Is some girls can just do it where they pee i have to like get my g-spot stimulated either like by vigorous fingering or like fucking and then um i push like i bear down like i'm Mm -hmm. gonna piss but it's a lot easier if whatever is like touching on my g-spot if like at the right moment i'm like okay like pull out now and then as it pulls out like i just like unleash Uh and then it just feels like pissing at that point, And then you just like push really hard and it just like keeps blasting out. <laughs> and then once I've, um, been like made to squirt by force, sometimes like somebody can just like finger me and then it'll keep coming and coming. Oh, okay. So after that happens, it's a lot easier to do it on command like that oh, day right. because yeah. it's like the seal has been broken sure. or whatever. <laughs> I don't fully understand how it works, but like, I know like how it feels when my body's doing the things I want it to do. So oh, I yeah. try to, copy that yeah Um,
0: and lean into it
2: yeah totally
0: what's your favorite date night sort of thing with lance
2: we like really trashy shit like um i'm like babe take me to olive garden and like i just get like a soup and breadsticks or something Uh but like i like uh getting really excited about something that's like really low effort and cheap (laughs) and kind of like cheesy and classless
0: yeah it's fun it's fun
2: yeah it's like i don't know i'm not really like a fancy person by any means Uh like oh, take me shopping at Bellagio and then <laughs> let's go do this. Like, I don't give a shit about that stuff. Like, if I want to go shopping, I'll take my own ass shopping. Like,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: If I really want something, like, I'll ask somebody to buy it for me, but usually just buy my own shit if it's you, not my birthday or something.
0: Do you have any Dom clients?
2: Mm, that's something, like, I couldn't really get into. I yeah. think if I really devoted to it, I could. Um, but I get dudes messaging me all the time, like, I want to send you money. I'm like, okay, do it. Or like, okay, buy me something. But they want like more, like they want to spend like $100 on my Amazon wishlist, but the amount of attention they want is worth more than $100. Yes. So I'm not going to give it to them.
0: Totally. Totally.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: but you do have an Amazon wishlist. Yeah. And where can people find that?
2: Um, I'm, I'm going to post it like as it gets closer to my birthday. I took it out of my Twitter bio because I just had too many links there. And sure. I, I'm like, okay, I only want like a couple places for people to click. Like I have my, my only fans and my t-shirt site and then a link to my Instagram, but I just want to limit, limit it to that stuff.
0: That sounds good. When's your birthday?
2: December 6th. Oh,
0: cool. So it's coming right up. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. (laughs) What sign is that?
2: Uh, Sag.
0: I'm an Aquarian and I, I still forget what most of the signs mean. (laughs) Yeah, me too.
2: I, I don't follow astrology a lot. Like it's fun to talk about like, um, i've had friends who've like done my chart or whatever Uh and they're like oh like this makes sense that you have this personality trait because this sign but i think like being a twin like me and my brother we have the same exact birth chart because i was born like a minute behind him Mm -hmm. so everything is virtually the same yeah our personalities like we have a lot of similar traits but we're also completely different people and we Mm -hmm. do shit like really differently
0: where does your twin brother live
2: uh he lives in norcal still
0: okay you go back up to norcal
2: i don't really like it there too much um sure but uh he came out to vegas like when i got married and stuff and that's nice uh, i would prefer to him to come visit me because i think vegas is more fun than yeah that neck of the woods
0: yeah it sounds like it to me i mean this is only my first trip but Mm -hmm. yeah so far (laughs) i feel like we've covered a lot of ground
2: We have covered a lot of ground and i've had a lot of fun i've had a lot of fun with you and oh good jonesy's had a lot of fun
0: yeah jonesy's worn out from this yeah, he's yeah.
2: exhausted he's <laughs> like you guys are talking a lot like <laughs> he's like sleeping on his feet
0: i guess uh that that'll wrap up the show All right. and thank you again for thank doing you so this much. thank you